are listening to the Chomp Cast, the official podcast of Sword Chomp. And remember, you can always go to swordchomp.com, where you can access the many places our podcast is available for download. But if you're listening to the show right now, that means you found us. So welcome to the madness that is the Chompcast. Um, you can also head on over to patreon.com swordchomp if you'd like to support us financially. Uh, either way, we thank you for taking the time to check out the show. And uh, what a show it is. As the sun sets on our summer of guests, the sun rises on the redemption arc and the story of No Man's Sky as we discuss No Man's Sky next. We get a chance to finally cut through the Metacritic bullshit as we slice through the lies with our proverbial middle fingers and discuss our favorite games that critics hated for the topic of the show. Randomly generating some exciting polls for our listeners to keep them on our toes this week. That's me generating polls. And we have some amazing poll topics that people have voted on at the uh, Sword Chomp Instagram poll topics, including would you sacrifice your child to save the world? Twitter? Do you even like the taste of water? JRPGs? And that glass trailer. Fish sent me the second kit came out. Um, we also have some Patreon shoutouts at the end of the show. All that and more on this week's Chomp Cast. But let's get to some introductions, get to the crew here. I gotta save Fish to the end because the fish joke this week is just too depraved for mankind. Um, up first, from Japan, the professor, uh, Shay Layton is here. And Shay, can you imagine? I was thinking about this today as we were our topic of the show. You know, big Tinder guy here, obviously. That's the running joke on the show. And of course, a truth. Yeah. Uh, can you imagine if Tinder had r- ratings or like reviews? Like if women could leave like a little score, like, oh, took Shay home last night. Three out of five. Hmm. I, I would hope she'd uh, bathroom rate me clean a nine out of service 11. substandard. <laughs> oh, Clean bath. You, you guys missed my really piss poor joke. I would hope she rate me a, a nine out of eleven because mm-hmm. I was bomb. Uh, oh, no. That's you know confidence. That's that's the key, really. <laughs> no, no, we're not keeping that joke. We cannot keep that joke. <laughs> that's a good joke. What's wrong with that? That's not even a bad. I said joke. nine out of eleven. It was mm. bomb. Nine eleven. Hmm. Oh, oh! I just got that. Oh my god! <laughs> it took him a while. <laughs> oh my god! Jesus! Oh Ooh. man! Yeah. No, now we have to keep it in so you're, for your shame. No, we're not keeping that in. We're not. <laughs> yeah. I I would hope she would you rate just me a five out of seven. Couldn't melt my loins. <laughs> you know, you're really gonna cause him editing issues if you're gonna try and sabotage right, the beginning right, of the show. God damn it! All right. All right, all right. Let me restart. Let me restart. Let me restart. <laughs> no, we gotta. Le- we can't leave that in. Dude. Josh is not. gonna leave it in. He's gonna leave it in. I know it. No. Um, we, we know that you don't. That reminds me actually of a Black Mirror episode, uh, the one with Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, like where they rate everyone off of interactions with each other. That would be. Uh, That'd be an interesting, interesting way to operate social, uh, not social media, dating apps. But, um, yeah. I think it, oh, it'd be fucked. Like, you just look at someone's profile, eh, they're a two out of five. They got fucked up teeth. You know how 
No, its suicide rates would increase off of dating apps. Dude, it, w- it would be worse than that, Shay. It would be like, yay, this uh, Morgan guy, really sweet and cute, but his dick is the size of my pinky. One out of five. And then I'd be like, and then I'd be like standing on the edge of a building. Josh, Josh holds his pinky up to the webcam. And then you would uh, whip out the guitar. Hold me now. I'm six feet from <laughs> the edge and I'm thinking... You know, you drop more Creed references than anybody. <laughs> He's always got a Creed you know, reference. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think Creed's that bad, and I think everyone gives him shit because uh, they just go with the flow. I mean, I'm not going to say they're a great mm. band, but they had a couple of good songs. I'm going to have to mm. agree with you on that, Shay. They kind of did you. get lumped in with every other goat lead singer sounding motherfucker from that era. So. That's true. I mean, like, Scott Stapp's singing abilities are not optimal, but, you know, well, I don't think they're that bad. Hmm. It, well, yeah, for to be a legendary band like Creed, which I hate saying those words coming out of my mouth, but for a period <laughs> they were, um, that, you know, you don't have to be, like, Korn was considered a legendary band. He's not really a great vocalist traditionally. So, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Shay, to a point. Like, the singles were always kind of cringy. But, you know, if back in the day, Creed had some all right songs. If you if you dug around on those CDs. That's true. I, I was just thinking about how you said Korn is legendary. And I was thinking the only time they were considered that is if you went into a Montana trailer park. That's about it. Oh, I wouldn't say anywhere else considered them legendary. Hmm. Come on. TRL, man. When we were kids, remember that? (laughs) Remember that that TRL? We all owned at least one. How many corn CDs did you own, Shay? Zero. Zero? I did not like corn. All right, I want to hear from Fish (laughs) now. Fish. (laughs) How many many corn CDs? I got two. Two. Children okay. of the Corn and Issues. Okay. All right, so we've oh, got yeah, two zeros, a, a two, and uh, no, I, assume, I assume carried Corn's baby for Morgan. So, you know, that averages out at, out at, at it two. So, you know. Yeah. I'm surprised you didn't follow a leader, Fish. That was the TRL hit when we were in high school. Remember that? Remember TRL, that weird show that was played oh. five seconds of the music video and people would vote on it? Fucking horrible show oh, that was. Yeah. Um, Wait, anyway. I think, uh, is it called Follow the Leader, their second album? Or uh, was it, was it, I thought it was Children of the Corn. Maybe I'm uh, mistaken. Maybe that's the yeah. name of the song. Yeah, our corn there. knowledge is a little rusty, to say the least. It is. But, um, I, just, are, you know, I only have two CDs, though. And I enjoy, yeah, Follow the Leader the most out of them. Though, I will say there is one song from their new album that I really, really like. Oh. Been known to still throw some new Personally, I think Follow the Leather was their best album, with uh, Dave being the guest vocalist on every track. Follow the Leathers? Yeah, it's true. That's really the the best advice you can give anybody. Just follow the leather. That's the Um, pinnacle of their era. But yeah, so we're thankful in summation that twi- or Tinder does not have reviews um, because part of the magic of Tinder is pulling the roofs on as many people as you can. So I think we'd all agree that that's true. So, um, although, roofs of a news. You take, Fish, you take that little micro over to Japan and your score on 
Tinder might just start to skyrocket. This, this joke is going off the rails. <laughs> That's not a stereotype at all. Um, or maybe it's on the rails. I was thinking about that today. That the only thing that keeps my family keeps me in line. You know, the only they're the only thing that keeps me from doing a rail off a stripper's ass crack on a regular basis. Um, but we're glad you're here, Shay. Um, couldn't be happier to have you on the show. Joshua Fowler is here, and. Josh, this is great. Every time you type something now that I've updated my Skype, it just pops up on the screen. Oh, so I don't, cool. I can, I, I can just see to, all the, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, it does, it's beautiful. It's like right over your face. It's nice and bright and vivid. And now I know all the jokes you secretly type behind my fucking crotch rocket blasting by. See, there you go. Yeah. There's a motorcycle driving by your house. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah I don't know if that was actually in recording, but now you all know. Yeah. I didn't hear it, but. Okay. Um, Damn crotch rockets. Josh, you know, topic of the show, I'm sure we could do an endless list of the amount of games that I love that you hate. That could mm. be a show unto itself. It could. It could. It'd be the biggest cause of depression in North America if we ever released it, though. Um, yeah, so true. probably better for, you know, public health not to. It's public service, is that mm-hmm. what we're doing? Yeah, yeah. You all owe yeah, us Anthony. for not creating that. I'm still working on that list, you know? Slowly <laughs> over time, turning those games around. Um, but yeah, Josh, we are uh, glad you're here today, of course. Um, from Michigan, nice and drunk. He's getting there. He's in a happy place. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's nice. Speaking of a happy place, wavering bef- between insane and completely depraved, Anthony Fisher, a.k.a. the Filipino Johnny Depp, a.k.a. Fish is here, and Fish's introduction, we have a surprise for you guys, alright? I'm gonna, you have to narrate this on webcam. Um, narrate Shay, on webcam? Yeah, for our listeners, for our listeners. Okay. Uh, so they, okay, so this is a visual gag, okay? So Fish is a surprise for you guys. I'm going to start singing the music, Fish, and then slowly reveal your surprise. Are you ready? This is a big moment, all right? Dun, 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 What is that? Can you hear it? Oh, yeah. No reaction? So, I've always wanted to know. <laughs> what do mitochlorians taste like? Delicious. Okay. They are. All right. They taste like, uh, let's see here. You know, I always assumed shrimp. Fish is vaping. I don't know why. <laughs> shrimp. They seemed like sort of a shrimpy flavor. <laughs> sea monkeys, yeah. Okay. Yeah. See. <laughs> That's the flavor here. That's the flavor here. You're offsetting your, you're offsetting your diet with a nice healthy dose of smoking daily. (laughs) I'm proud of you. You're doing real great things. I I had a, I've had a stressful week and it was my only go-to as far as coping. So Uh, I'm not proud of it, but couldn't go running. Couldn't lift weights. I've been doing that, Shay. I've been doing that. I've been eating healthy. I've been fasting. Couldn't have rubbed one out. (laughs) I don't. I don't want to say that to our listeners. Don't make excuses, fish. You own it. You say I don't give a fuck. I'll pollute these goddamn lungs with my vape. You say it. Hmm. That too. That was option number one. For about three years. 
Yeah. Fish, we can know. you hold it up? I need a picture for the VIP. Can you give me a nice good <laughs> shot of that that vape for the VIP Instagram? What you got there, there Fish? There it is. Relapse. That's part of the VIP Instagram. Yeah. Ex-vaping addict in recovery. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, my, my fucked up joke this week was basically, it's been weird. So, Josh, there's this new thing they have. Uh, and no man's well Josh is typing now, so I'm very distracted. Okay. <laughs> that reminds That's great. I am so happy I can distract all of you I now. I can see all your secrets. Do you guys see that too when Josh says stuff uh, I, pop? Yeah. It, I, I've mastered it though. I learned to just read it, look at Josh, make eye contact with him, and then smile politely and nod my head. Is that what you do with your wife too? Uh, that's what I do with everything in my life. <laughs> with all, all human species. <laughs> Everyone's just politely nod. Um, oh, yeah, but see, it's tricky, though, because... Oh, no. See, now Shay's saying terrible things that I can't, I can't repeat on the podcast. Um, but Josh has a good idea. You got to get that sword chomp license, va- uh, license vape made, mm-hmm. Fish. Yeah, I need to, talk, you're to gonna my, embrace it, talk to my friends at Fusion Vapor. See if we can get a sword chomp licensed... Yeah. Flavor made for us. That'd be awesome. Something to go along with like the colors of our logo. Maybe a raspberry. Yeah. Blueberry. I don't have to smoke it. But yeah, people love that. People eat the fruity shit up. I don't know why, Mm. but they do. Fruity (laughs) shit. Straight off the trail. Mm. You get blood. No, I Uh, I do. I need to talk to their their CEO. he's He's a good friend of mine. Um. I was thinking, you know what? I've not seen it before. We need to we need to get ourselves like a a nice a nice scotch flavored vape for us. That would be mm, that'd be yeah. nice. They have yeah. well, not do they have scotch I, I, flavor? I think they've made like they vodka type flavors, and I don't know how well they translate. I never tried them before, yeah. but I don't think they're as popular as like the fruitier flavors yeah or the uh, dessert actually dessert is more of the popular type of stuff that bakers go for yeah they make a lot of good dessert ones i should I, I need to talk to him i need to talk to shane see if we can see what we can do uh tangential vaping aside anytime i see fish you, you know taking the dark path i'm happy about that the dark side some might mm-hmm. say mm-hmm. Um, sick, mm-hmm. sick individual moment. choosing those renegade options you know, they actually changed the rules at our, my local strip club now. There's a big sign that says, please do not blow, blow vape at the strippers. So it's weird. That was never there before me and Fish went, and now it's God damn it's it, weird. Fish. You have to ruin it for everyone mm. else. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All the and other they, guys secretively vape their vape vapors right into the crotch of these young ladies. and some I was just there blowing it all over the stage. <laughs> Where's your etiquette, man? Uh, speaking of which, um, I'm Morgan Barnes here from Montana. It's been weird, Josh, because we were playing No Man's Sky this week in the multiplayer, and it was crazy. There's this new thing called the refiner. It's basically sort of like a weird wood chipper looking thing. You put a resource on the left side of it, and you convert it to something on the other side. And I built one, and Fish lands a spaceship next to me, and just starts dragging all these dead hookers out of it and throwing them in one side and they're you still coming out. You would not believe 
the amount of strawberry scented glitter that came out the other end of that machine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so horrible. But I'm pro sex work, I'm, but I'm yeah, also pro hooker jokes. I apologize I'm pro for that. Jokes. I I do. No. I apologize to every every strawberry listening to this to this episode. That was that was too far. <laughs> God, my fiance would get so mad if she heard half of these jokes. Shine um, on, you crazy, sh- glittery strawberries. <laughs> shine, shine on, you crazy stripper. Um, so really, yeah, we had to build a whole, another one because it just, you know, it fucked up the, the refiner, you know, mm-hmm. so it was a whole, it was a whole thing. Um, but, you know, that's what multiplayer is all about. Huh. Learning from each other. Oh, um, I thought you meant fish fucking up your plans somehow which yeah we owe that too. historically yeah. has been our experience fish plus strippers equals hmm. ruining my plans that's how it works yeah mm-hmm. uh, but, but in the best yeah, possible way sh- the, the best possible way i cherish that memory <laughs> um, i should get that on the vip patreon page uh patreon.com slash check it out <laughs> Um, but no, seriously, uh, if you want to support us, that would be awesome. Uh, we are a, a growing, obviously, independent podcast, so it means the world to us. Um, but we got a great show this week, so let's get on into it. Fun topic. Um, I won't blab on too much because, you know, we're talking about No Man's Sky later. Shay said there's a typhoon headed toward Japan, which conveniently is supposed to hit the second we're supposed to talk about No Man's Sky. So it's a bummer, but I mean, it is what it is, so. If only the gods could be so kind. Nope, nope. He's mouthing stuff, but we can't hear him, so. <laughs> I said, <laughs> if only flop- the gods could be so kind. Oh, okay. That's all right. We heard, we heard him this time. He was on mute. Um, yes, Shay, if only the gods could be so kind to you. But no, the topic of this week is, is interesting because it gives us a chance to sound off on games that mean a lot to us that we feel like we're critically panned, which is interesting because I think there's, there's sometimes there's a segment when... You look at either movies or video games where you'll be like, well, the critic score is one and the gaming score or the viewer score is another. And that's always fascinating to me. Like, why are the critics so high on one thing and uh, the average consumer so far in the other direction? You know, why is that? I think there's something deeper to that conversation that we can have and get to the bottom of while just expressing some of our favorite games that critics hate. So, and I promised that I would not talk about No Man's Sky now, even though it sort of inspired this topic for me. I'll save that for later, because I, I don't want to hit my No Man's Sky quota too early. Um, but I do want to, I'm curious what you guys are going to choose. So, I'm going to start it off with a bombshell here, okay? I was mystified when I was researching that Sea of Thieves, a game that has meant a lot to us, was sitting at a 69 Metacritic. A 69 Metacritic, which Noice. I, didn't mean to say, <laughs> I didn't mean to say 69. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that over and over again. Nice. Yeah. Good call, Josh. Um, it's right where it should be. So yeah, that was, that's weird to me. Like, you know, I, a lot of people I know really seem to enjoy that game. I know it has sort of taken us by storm in the past couple months, uh, getting together and, and the different adventures and experiences we've had. And, and even you, Josh, I mean, you're a pretty cynical human being and you seem to have really been enraptured by Sea of Thieves. Like, why do you think... That's my first choice. Um, why do you think Sea of Thieves was getting so, like, why are the critics so down on this game? Because I just can't see it. I still think it has mostly to do with just the way games are reviewed. Um, 
being mainly a single player sort of affair. Um, which I would agree with. Like almost every time I have gotten on Sea of Thieves by myself, just to just kind of just to, just to have that experience, it has not been good. Like I have absolutely loved every time we've gotten on to play Sea of Thieves as a group and mm-hmm. have regretted my life choices every time I have gone on to Sea of Thieves to play by myself. Um and I feel like that's a big part of why it has reviewed so poorly. Um, I just I, I feel did, like that's did, way more taken into account, just the single the single player experience than getting together with your friends and just screwing around, which is so much fun with all the options that the world in Sea of Thieves gives you. Um, so your theory is basically. Maybe a lot of the reviewers are playing it by themselves. Yeah. Um, and not getting the group experience, which is really what it's all about. Or or if they're not just playing it by themselves, they're still taking that into account all the time they have played yeah, by themselves. Because yeah. I'm sure just for is that the fair, sake though? of thoroughness, they've is... been playing it by themselves as well. Because, I mean, I've done that myself just to, like like I said, just to just to, to hop on by myself and just to find out what that sort of experience is like. And it's not good. Um, I know I've mentioned this several podcasts ago about how they just shouldn't let you play the game by yourself. Um, but yeah, it, co- you know, yeah, it it really is. It really is a different experience and not a great one. Um, uh, when you're just on there, kind of screwing around by yourself. Funny and old story, Josh. There was a week where Fish was playing that game by himself heavily. <laughs> I remember him messaging me mm-hmm. that he was so addicted to Sea of Thieves that he was playing it by himself. And having a good time. That's how hardcore Fish was, all right? I'm not even <laughs> fucking with you. Um, okay. Yeah. That was, that was for about two weeks. And then, yeah, yeah I kind of fell down how you felt about it. Uh, yeah. Josh. Yeah, but, I mean, like, the, the yeah, most fun I've had playing by myself is just getting on a sloop and seeing who I could kill solo. And that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of its own fun challenge. <laughs> Like, because yeah. mm-hmm. you feel proud being able to take somebody out by yourself with with nobody else to help you on your ship, but like the gameplay yeah. as a whole experience by yourself, I don't feel as it, it, it it's not as satisfying of an experience as when you have friends yeah. around to you know oh, just yeah. be able to kind of share roles and everything. Well, so. and and let me jump around here because I know that doesn't that's not going to count as your choice, Josh. Necessarily, that was just the first thing I thought of. Yeah. Um. But I'll cycle around here a bit. I want to get you guys' opinions on that. Uh, Fish, what is the first game you were thinking of when you thought of this topic? So a game that you... I'm going to... By the way, I got my Metacritic pulled up. Anything you guys want me to... I'm going to pull up any game you mentioned so we can okay. confirm that critics... It has to be below or near a 70 for me to say it was critically oh, a disappointment. This is going to... This is going to be... A little different for you, Morgan, but okay, okay. on on our 100th episode, I, I named a game on there that I got a little bit of flack for called Dungeon Defenders. And oh, God, are you, you bringing this sh- up again? <laughs> you shat all over me, and I was like, you haven't even played the game. So, I mean... Yeah, I have. I have to defend this game at this point now. So you have to defend Dungeon against, Defenders? Against your, against your critic critical criticness all over it so 
Wait a sec, wait a sec. What if I stop you there? What if I told you Dungeon Defenders has an 81% on Metacritic and therefore too positive for you to consider critically panned? Um, I would tell you, see, that's a good game. How dare you mock my choice for <laughs> Game of the Year of 2011 okay. or 13? So, so basically you're coming at these critics. The Josh, the Fish, or the Josh, mm-hmm. the Morgan, and the yeah. Shay. That's the critics. Yes, I'm oh, coming at you guys. I need to have a big talk with you guys. You guys are being way too critical for a game that I enjoyed no, thoroughly. I think you misunderstood me. I wasn't saying it was bad. My thing was just that it was it game of the fucking year material is what I was saying. I was not saying it was a bad I, game. It's close. It was probably a runner-up for sure. Oh, I think we all have learned. What about okay? Well, okay, so you want to def- you want to defend drugs? This is a, it's your choice. You can defend. I'm not on drugs. <laughs> Just vape. Just vape. No, I'm Back- proud of you, Fish. Defend your love of a game that no one else has played. Defend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Defend it against you guys. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm I'm supporting I'm you, asshole. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not. I don't believe you, Josh. No, no, no. I think your choice of such a shitty game is very, very nice, Fish. It's endearing. Oh, it yeah. really okay. is. Yeah, yeah, I'm very proud of you for picking such such a lovely turd to polish. Mm, I'm picking up on your sincereness here, Josh. Yeah. I'm picking up. Do you really want people to remember Literally, you I, I have never played this game. Around. I don't even know if it's good or not. So I'm, just, I'm giving you crap for the sake of it. But, uh, yeah, yeah. My my argument for Fish, just for the sake of fighting with him on the podcast, which is fun, was just that the game is actually considered good. So I don't know if it would qualify. Yeah. Hmm. Maybe How's not. that? How's that for me throwing a wrench in your fucking plans right there? Yeah, you threw it right down my dick hole, thanks. Threw a dead stripper right in your refiner. <laughs> Sorry, hooker. Nothing wrong with strippers. <clears throat> not killing strippers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that took a dark twist. <laughs> Pro I don't like your morals. My morale. <laughs> oh, I wish you could see what Josh. What about his morales? <laughs> fish. Fish has the best words. Uh, how about this? Fish, think for a second. See if there's anything else that can come to mind. Because you could defend that, but that game is considered positively reviewed. Okay, so we're just going to play devil's advocate here. Okay. okay. I'm going to throw it to Shay. The true devil's advocate. What is he going to say? What is Shay going to tell us that he wants to defend? I had like three games that really came to mind, to be honest with you. Okay. Is that cheating or is that acceptable? No, that's fine. Okay. I had Saga Frontier as one of them, and it doesn't have a Metacritic score. Oh, too old. That's right. You You can't review cancer, as Josh would say. Did I say can't that? Polish a turd if it's, can't polish <laughs> a turd if it's that? dried up and rolled away. That's, that's true. The I'm pretty sure I gave cancer a 2.5 out of 10. Too high. Hmm. See, and I gotta defend Man. it against you guys. 9-11 like, jokes and cancer jokes? We're going straight to hell after the recording yeah. of this podcast. Yeah. Uh, all our Patreon supporters dried up. Zero dollars a month. <laughs> well, good thing. <laughs> Good thing that joke won't be included. Hmm. But, um... Leave it in. Um, go ahead, Shay. Sorry. Saga Frontier. Saga Frontier is just, I think, a game that um, a lot of hardcore JRPG fans appreciate, but then, like, 
the casual RPG fans just give it too much shit. I think it's... I get why you guys didn't like it. I think you guys are crazy, but... I, I didn't say I didn't like it. I liked it. I liked it. Nah, I remember you weren't a big fan of it. But... That's okay. T- That's alright. What happened to me was I walked into an area in the very beginning of the game where a big monster killed me in one hit. And I was frustrated. Um, but I didn't hate the game. Did I just, like... An, did you give it another try after that, though? Uh, we, we were just busy at the time. I'll tell you this, Shay. I would rather play Saga Frontier than the Octopath Traveler game that everyone's yammering on about. And it's the same concept. You can start with any number of characters in Saga Frontier. It's the same thing Octopath Traveler's doing. You know, this is, all this talk about Saga Frontier is making me want to play it again. So... That's, yeah, I'm glad. The, I'm glad you talk. somewhat enjoyed the game. Stop! <laughs> uh, it's like a crack for you. All yeah, it, I didn't think it was a bad game. I just didn't have a lot of time to, um, you know, well, enjoy you what it had to offer. Hopefully, you give it another try someday because I think it's a really good game. But moving on, because um, I'll keep these brief since there's three of them. Second one is okay. a game that I guarantee you none of you or maybe one of you have ever heard of. It's called Rage Ball. Came out for the PS One. And uh, it was actually somewhat similar to... It was like a mixture between Blitzball and... Uh, oops, sorry about that. A Blitz, uh, mixture between Rage Blitzball... Ball? Rage Ball? yeah. A mixture between Blitzball and Pyre. Oh, okay. And it doesn't have a Metacritic rating either, but it was not very well received. And um, Yeah, weird. I, I was just I looking it, was, it up and I don't see it. It's a, it's a great game. I well I I remember it as being a great game. I should say it was a lot of fun. It was a little bit more fast paced than Blitzball, um, kind of like Pyre is. It just uh, obviously is bogged down by poor graphics being on the PlayStation One. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it was a fun game, and I enjoyed it as a child. Now this third one, uh, I totally think will be the best one of the three. It's a game called State of Emergency. It came out for PlayStation 2 and Xbox. It was a terrible ripoff of uh, Grand Theft Auto style games. Uh, basically, you were in a mall running around just blowing shit up and oh, yeah. beating people up. And I absolutely I loved that, that game man. during the time that that came out. as a 67% Metacritic rating, but mm-hmm. I absolutely loved that game. I played the shit out of that game for the longest time. Um, I yeah, I can understand why people gave it such a poor rating because in theory it's not that great of a game. But for some reason, when I was that age, I just absolutely loved that game. I don't know if it's because I thought I was being edgy, or because I legitimately thought it was fun. I think it's both. But um, I haven't I haven't gone back and played it ever since when it first came out. But I enjoyed the the hell out of that game when it came out. So just uh. It was like a dumbed-down version of Grand Theft Auto 3, and uh, you were in a mall. I remember it, yeah. I remember yeah. that, I remember that, yeah. yeah. You know what, yeah, you know what's crazy random, about that random. is, um, I found Rage Ball, not on Metacritic, but I found it on uh, Game Rankings, which is where I used to go before Metacritic. I actually yeah. still go to Game Rankings a lot. I actually almost prefer it. Um, and they had only yeah. one score for Rage Ball. It had a 30, a 30% out of 10. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yep, yep, not surprising, not surprising. It was a fun game back in the day, but but um, both you know, and and I think this counts for sure. But both a state of emergency and in the game rankings was at a seventy percent, and um, Saga Frontier was at a seventy percent. Sixty. Well, for the Metacritic on uh, game yeah. rankings, it was higher. Um, oh, okay. 
Same with the Saga Frontier. It was at a 70. I know it doesn't have a Metacritic, but if you go to GameRankings.com, Saga Frontier is a 70. So, not bad. Not no, not that's bad. not bad. That's not bad. I, I think that number should be, that for Saga Frontier, be book. higher. But, uh, State of Emergency, yeah. I'm surprised it's at a 70% somewhere, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's higher than I would have expected, too. Right. Um, but I think those qualify right around 70 is, is, is right what I'm thinking because one more point, it's a 69, and any game in the 60s would be considered bad by most people's standards. Remember when review critics used to yeah. tell you in their magazine, they'd be like, hey, a 6 isn't bad, it just means it's slightly above average. It's like, don't give me that garbage. I remember Nobody's that, gonna, yeah. No one's going to buy a game you give a 6 to. You know what I mean? No one's going to rationalize it by saying, well, they're saying it's slightly above average. A 6 was a condemning score. They just tried to pull that fucking wool over your eyes. Um, Yep. Yep. But yeah, I I don't hate Saga Frontier. I would like to try it again one day. Good. Um, Good. Hopefully you don't say it's cancer, like some other assholes on this podcast. That's a fun. It's a fun joke. (laughs) It's a fun joke, though. Uh, Josh, you know, maybe it can just be syphilis. Maybe we can lighten it a little bit. Who doesn't like crabs? Yeah, a nice healthy batch of crabs. Never mind. That was a bit. Never mind. No, it's fine. Josh, you can't make... Every time you make a bad joke, you say, never mind. It was too much. Okay. Dude, commit to the violence. You got cancer. Okay. You cancer. Yeah, you... you realize the... You never mind. See? Now I just feel like I'm not getting What's, what you're what, saying. What is... <laughs> never mind. Oh, cancer, the star sign. <laughs> there it's you go. Yeah, I crabs. got it. Yes. Suck it, fish. You didn't get it, and I got it. There oh, you are. Squeezing my nipple. Oh, I got it. Yeah. Don't get so proud of yourself. Stop flexing over there. Fish was too busy playing Brave Exvius again. No, that's a dark era long past. <laughs> hey, he started vape He started vape up again. Oh, Anything's man. possible. There is a non-zero chance he is playing Brave Exvius right now. No, I think he's looking for another game to qualify for this topic. That's my guess. I'm having a hard time. I think, I think he's shopping for some more vape juice, actually. You know why Fish is having a hard time? I'll tell you why in a second. I've known Fish my whole life. We're going to get deep on this. But jo- it's okay. so Josh's turn next. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Shay. Were you going to say something? Wait, wait, wait to tease it. Keep the I was going to say, what? What, like, what, what is I want to hear more. But then you said you're going to Josh, so. Yeah. Teasing it. Uh, Josh, so I, I dropped, I blew my Sea of Thieves load all over your face. But now that we've cleaned it up, I want to know what you were thinking of when we started talking about this topic. I mean, my first thought is Mirror's Edge, which is a little on the mm, high end of that scale, yeah. but it's also a little unfair when you look at the Metacritic because it's giving a lot of weight to, you know, no-name blogs who like the game, like I do. Um sword shop. Yeah, kind of like us, <laughs> whereas the the major, the the main magazines, when they reviewed it, were not favorable towards this game. Like, they were yeah. all lower 70s, 60s, that type of, uh, th- those type of scores when the game came out. Um, and it really is just one of my favorite games from that generation. Um, it's, it's, I'm, like I mentioned before, it has problems. It, it was not a perfect game, but it is still so, so enjoyable just to go through that game again. Like, I've, I've, I've played through that game several times since it's come out. I think it's been it's been a year or two since I've played through it again, but 
Yeah. It still it still really holds up. Like it's still a really fun game to play from that era. Um it's just you know it took it took the idea of what what can you do with the first person perspective to places that we hadn't really gone before and it still it still feels unique like it's it's not it is not like I, it yeah it's it it's still it's still like I feel like it kind of expanded what other games felt like they could do with first person but still nothing else really feels like it is kind yeah. of I remember the style was working for you too. That very clean, mm-hmm. hyper like that. That game is so clean, like you could eat off the walls and the floors. That's the kind of world yeah. they're building where everything's like, and you're into that minimalist kind of. Yeah, style, it's 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 that's actually that's it's the sci-fi in that game is really really cool. That's it's actually that's that's that game gives me more hope about um, cyberpunk than their own marketing for that game. Just the way they handled the ultra clean, just sterile, uh, sort of utopia sci-fi future mm-hmm. was yeah. so well done in that first game that it just it really gives me hope for that other game. Which hopefully they do it well because even you know Mirror's Edge Catalyst the <sighs> reboot ish. Thing, whatever the fuck that mess was, they didn't yeah, even do it that's well. That's a bummer. Like the bummer. the original Mirror's Edge was great. It gave you such a cool story. It was a little bit thin, yeah, but, but it was still good. The people, yeah. And then the people behind Cyberpunk, I think, were more trustworthy. I mean, yeah. if you know the pedigree that they have, yes, yes, yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. I, I forget Mirror's Edge sometimes. Okay, did you have another one? Or was uh, that the main one? I mean, Mirror's Edge was kind of the main one that I thought about because, I mean, it's not it's not hated. It's not like people don't go around saying it's a horrible, horrible game, but it wasn't reviewed like this is amazing. And I have always just loved that game for what it was able to do in that generation. Um, even mm, even with fair. its faults, it's just, it's still, it just, it's, it is stuck with me more than so many other games of that same generation. Um. Yeah, but that's well. One thing I want to go off that Josh is actually I never try. I always when I first saw that game advertised, I wanted to try it, and then I saw that it got poor ratings, and then I actually Mm -hmm. didn't try it because of that exact reason. Like Hmm. it looked interesting, but then I was like, eh, these ratings are not that good. I'm not going to play it. Yeah. Well, I think what happened to that game in a lot of games is if your interest is on the edge, like Shay's saying. Like for me, I don't put a lot of stock into reviews if I really want to play the game. But if I'm on the edge and I'm like. I, I'm kind yeah. of like that Jurassic Park Evolution game. I was like, I'm interested a little bit, but the reviews were just reaming it through the coals, and I'm like, well, if I'm on the fence, this isn't going to push me over, you know? Well, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, yeah, I mean, like, like, like I said, no one was really acting like Mirror's Edge was this horrible, horrible game, but no, no, most no. of the reviews for that game were not glowing by any means. Um, and it's tough to find an audience too, because that's the most people who are playing sh- first-person games are looking mm-hmm. for like shooters mm-hmm. or something like that. So that's, that's a tough game to sell. Yeah, it was it was completely unique at the time, as as far as 
like it was it was a speed running first person game. That's just that's that was not a thing. Parkour. Uh, yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's still um, I, I think it's worth playing even now because like I said, it just uh even though it kind of expanded what you could do with first person, nothing real it it hasn't been cloned or anything like that. It's not really kind of created its own genre like a lot of other, you know, groundbreaking titles have. Um, but other games still use elements. Of, now I don't know if mm-hmm. Mirror's Edge started it, but you like you see really slick wall running in like Titanfall Two yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So you you see elements of it in other games, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, interesting. Uh, Fish, how did you, did you think of anything or are we going to have to get all deep and psychological? Let's, let's, uh, just cut to the chase and get all deep and psychological. (laughs) I did look at a game though. It's Mm -hmm. Siphon Filter. And I was surprised. Oh, that's a good one. I was surprised by the score. It was 90. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's, it's kind of surprising because like everybody I talked to about that game, they're just like, oh yeah, I played that game. And they don't really talk about it. Whereas me, I must have beat that game at least 11 different times and (laughs) thought it was the fucking best. Well, you were 11 years old and it was the only game you owned, so. It was amazing. (laughs) <laughs> dude i love you no know, it's funny that i have to tell you guys this this is the dumbest thing sometimes these things come to your mind but i have the weirdest most vivid memory of being amazed by this one moment in that game when i was a kid i had the demo for siphon filter right and it was the very first level of the game and i don't know why i love this so much it was when i was first discovering like the video games and the playstation and stuff like that and i remember there was a part where you had to walk up to a lock and to get through the gate all you had to do was shoot the lock and i remember looking they were telling me to go through the gate <laughs> And I was like, how do I get through there? And I'm looking around. I'm like, oh, yeah. I can just shoot the lock. So I zoomed up on my cool scope. It was like all green. It's like, Woo-doo-doo! and I just shot the lock and the gate swung open. I was like, fuck yeah. I feel, I don't know why. <laughs> there was something about that stupid action that like felt cool to me as a kid. Hmm. Um, that's what I always remember about Siphon Filter. I know it's terrible. Ooh. That actually, that game at the time was, the way he ran in that game was real weird. Do you remember that? He would run like yeah, his body was, was like sideways. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, his his legs would be walking one way while he'd be his torso would be <laughs> turned towards the other way if he tried to strafe in that game. But yeah, that that game uh it had some interesting uh weapons to choose from. There was a taser that I remember was because Emma was so scarce, I guess for me cuz I would probably just spray my bullets all over the place hoping that I would be able to kill something, but um, the, I found a surefire way Detective. to kill a lot off enemies, which was using the taser <laughs> and just tasering them all. Uh, and I'm also laughing because Josh said you, that's your tactic for sex. You just spray your seat all over the place, hoping to hit something. <laughs> Got to spread it yes. around. <laughs> yes. Okay. Sorry. More. There's no escape now that I can see everything. There's no escape. I'm so happy I can break more more hosts now. I've just been breaking mm-hmm. Shay and Fish for so long. Mm-hmm. Now I can mm-hmm. completely ruin Morgan as well. This is well. Now it's it's more obnoxious because I can just relay it to the listeners. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> everything Josh says in private. Oh, but yeah, Fish. That was that's a good choice, I think. Except for the fact that you looked it up and everyone loved it. So yeah, 
Yeah, which is weird. I was looking at a lot of PS2 games as well, like all the ones that I, I have played to finish, like Metal Gear Solid uh-huh. 2, Final Fantasy X, all oh, like you... raving reviews and yeah. uh, Resident Evil 4. So mm-hmm. I don't think I necessarily deviate from the mainstream Ding, 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 ding. There it is. That's the psychological punchline I was going for, and you mm-hmm. just laid it on a platter for me, big guy. You're welcome. You don't deviate Eat up. from the main... St- <laughs> you slow <laughs> Don't deviate much from the mainstream game. That's a problem, Fish. If you look at your games of the year... Like, when's the last time Fish came up to me and it's like, Morgan, you got? I found this weird-ass game. You gotta check this out. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's ever happened in the 30 years I've known you. Mm, yeah. It's because I know you wouldn't give Dungeon Defenders a fucking... Uh, so much as a glance. So, you don't know that. That's the one. Thirty years of mm-hmm. knowing you, the one game you're gonna recommend to me is fucking Dungeon Defenders. Is that uh, what my friendship yeah. means to you? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I played that co-op with my wife. You could have been there too. Yeah. Sometimes I think when you played games with your wife, you you made shitty games better just because you were playing with your wife. Well, that's a theory that I have. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you could say that about Sea of Thieves as well, then. Oh, 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 oh. That's how it goes. We play together. We have a blast. Play alone. But see if the... Shittiest game over the earth. Here's my theory about the Sea of Thieves thing, and I'll say this. I think the content thing is a fascinating complaint that we see now from critics that fucking drives me crazy. Because content is going to be relative to the person. So when someone tells me that Sea of Thieves didn't have enough content, I'm like, do you know back in the day, the difference between, like, Sea of Thieves in two years or the difference between No Man's Sky and No Man's Sky Next was not updates? It would have been a sequel. That's all it was. You make a game, and people would criticize things they didn't like about it, and then you'd make a sequel. And that was the game you had until the sequel came out, right? So, like, the mm-hmm. content thing with Sea of Thieves drove me crazy. Because I'm like, yeah, there's enough. you can have a great time for a month, but that's not enough for people. Like, I, I never, I don't understand how you can quantify enough content because it's, for example, one of the things I said earlier that I now disagree with myself on was Overwatch. When we first started the podcast, I said that I thought Overwatch was not worth $60, but in reality, it just wasn't worth it to me because I'm not a big multiplayer guy, right? But if you like multiplayer, you could play Overwatch for years, as Josh has proved. So the content argument is sort of falling apart over the past couple of years for me because it's relative to the person. I played first generation yeah. No Man's Sky for a year, you know? So how can mm-hmm. you use that? That's, that's my frustration. Yeah. I mean, I can, I can see it. Like, especially more when I was a kid. More than I was, when I was a kid than now, especially. Because I used to, like, the... the I used to go to GameStop and they'd have buy two, get one free sales. And I'd go in there, spend 20 bucks, come out with three games, and I'd have about 200 hours of content to play through. And mm-hmm. as far as I was concerned, that was the best. That was, that was the way to do it. 20 bucks, and I can be entertained for the next five months. Um, mm-hmm. I don't have that sort of free time anymore. Um, yeah. And so just content as its own be-all, end-all does not hold as much weight for me as it used to. Um, exactly, yeah. Even, e- even if it is 
like you said, personal. Like because some people are going to put a whole lot more time into the multiplayer than than others. Um, I don't know. Just, I, I I don't feel like time played is as big. Of I mean, like I I still feel like it comes quality. How about this quality of time played over length of time played? Yeah, should matter. You know, like yeah. there's a good there's people that were good friend of ours on uh, the podcast. Who I will not name because I love him to death. Told me that he called and asked for a uh, refund on No Man's Sky after playing it for forty hours. In mm. no world is that right in my book. You know, so like every person's different, right? So I'm just saying that like. Usually the qual like we played Sea of Thieves once a week for about four to five hours at a time, and mm-hmm. we had a blast, and it lasted us a couple months. That, yeah. Speaking I of which, there's more. another patch this week, so we should be playing yeah. some more here. I mean, not 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 just we- little patch, but like one of the other major content patches. Like they're finally adding the three man ship in. So, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Whoa. Well, and when Shay gets it, we'll probably get all into it again because we'll want to roll around with Shay for a bit. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to probably play my Witcher 3 file over and over again, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I actually erased your Witcher 3 file. When Fuck I you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was for, it was for the good of mankind. Mm. Yeah, I, just, I put in my Witcher. Yeah. You um, did not. <laughs> I was going to take a... I was gonna uh, <laughs> I'd end you. Uh, I've, de- I've defiled your Xbox from the inside out. No, it's fine. It's, I'm sure your file's there. I, I don't bad, plan on playing it, to be honest with you. Oh. I was going to say, didn't you play the game for a billion hours? What else is left to do? Billion and twelve. Oh, okay, my bad. Um, so anyways, it's an interesting discussion. I, a couple of really quick hitters I wanted to mention before we move on, and you guys can if you have as well, that I thought were interesting. Destiny was Pam when it first came out. That was a game me and Fish loved. And I thought the critics were really off base on the quality of that game. It was in the 70s. That game was not a 70 game. The proof that the critics were wrong, it became a phenomenon. So everyone had to eat their shit. Now, having said that, it had room to get better. Every, a lot of games have room to get better. Um, so, you know, that was one that really frustrated me when it came out. I'm like, this, is, this game is incredible gameplay, a beautiful world. You can play with your friends, incredible multiplayer. You know, why, this is not a 70. <laughs> it might not be a perfect, a perfect 10, but it's not a 70. So that one drove me crazy. And then um, Assassin's Creed. The very first Assassin's Creed mm, was fucking... Yeah. People shed all over that game. Um, and, but it really wasn't that bad. At the time, it, it was just a very simple concept. You'd go out into the world. You'd do a couple, you know, in, interrogate yeah. a few people, find a guy, and, and try to kill him. It was a simple concept. Yeah, yeah the first Assassin's Creed felt far more like a simulation um, than the later ones. Yes. Like, the later ones felt yeah. more like they were just fine-tuned games, but the first one felt very much like a simulation game, which really was kind of what they were going for with the whole... Technically, The yeah. whole story the that they had there with, you know, just, you know, using your DNA to simulate, you know, your ancestors' Ancestry, memories yeah. and stuff. Like, that's, that's yeah. kind of what they were going for. And granted, it had some issues that weren't ironed out until a couple games into the series. But but yeah, yeah, the first Assassin's Creed, I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed more than other people really gave it credit for. Um, just for, for what, again, what it was trying to do. Um, yeah. For where it was yeah. taking the medium. Um, so, 
I agree. And if you it, people tried to make it something else, it wasn't the best thing in the world. But like what it was trying to do, I think it succeeded at. And people mm-hmm. were just looking past all the things that were interesting. Like the story at the time, I remember being thinking it was really interesting. Yeah, and yeah, like the story the idea- was great. The story was like it. It's it. It was. It kind of had that whole. Yeah, the Matrix episode one thing going on like let's let's set up this huge world and what all could go on and it, it gave you all these possibilities of where it could go and then they decided to make it into a yearly release thing and no one gives a flying fuck about what is going on in that story anymore because it's been written into the ground at this point but yeah. i i was actually really curious about where they could go with this you know historical sci-fi sort of premise when the first assassin's creed came out and i've not it's really crazy. had yeah. that feeling since then yeah or at least the first couple yeah that's the weird thing about that like i think the time has proved that that game was better than the critics made it out to be because it survived long enough to become a fucking annualized game so mm-hmm. um the only game in my track record that i loved that has not survived was kingdoms of Amalur. And that had nothing to do with the game itself. It was the company going under. So <laughs> it is what it is. But those are, those are some that, you know, came to the top of my head. Along with, of course, No Man's Sky that we'll talk about later. So it's interesting. I got some really good comments from the Sorchon community I wanted to throw by you guys. Boom, boom, boom. Um, by the way, every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram, you can chime in on the question of the topic of the week. And we'll, I'll usually try to read as many of the comments as I can. So we could talk about them on the show. Get you involved, because I think that's what makes what we do uh, so much fun here. This is a good one, Josh. Remember this? Definition said, deadly premonition. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how it was received critically, but I can guess. Granted, I hated playing it, but loved experiencing it. That was like the weirdest. That was uh, we got into so many arguments over that game. <laughs> we did. Uh, we, yeah, I was... We did. I was in the same Check boat. Like I was, yeah. Morgan loved it. I, have, I hated it. I still it. have the game. <laughs> yeah, I should send it. Oh, that is great. Yeah, go ahead, Josh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, like I was. I'm kind of in the same boat as as you there with the whole enjoyed experiencing it, but hated playing it. Like it just, it was so unbelievably unpolished that I just, I couldn't get through it. But it was so unique that. Yeah, it's, it it absolutely stands out from that generation. Like, it's as much as I didn't enjoy it, I still remember it more than many other games that came out around that time. It's just... Yeah. It's yeah. so, so unique. It's just, it sticks with you. That game was just rough around the edges in ways that mostly made me giggle. Like, huh, this feels like I'm playing a PlayStation 1 game in the 90s. A really yeah. rough one, you know? Yeah, yeah, a rough one. Like, one of the PlayStation 1 games that, you know, really, really didn't know what the analog sticks were for. <laughs> oh, man. I, there's games like that that I wish a fish would play one day, but I know that it's a waste of breath. So, maybe, maybe one day, if we take off, this becomes our day job. Um, I did think of this, though. Fish, if I play Vagrant Story with Josh, maybe on stream, maybe we could do mm-hmm. a little siphon filter on stream. Siphon <laughs> Fishter. No, no, no. <laughs> Siphon Fisher. Siphon Fisher. Ooh, Siphon Fisher. There we go. Anthony Fisher. I dig, I dig it. I had to explain that joke for people that don't know your last name that well. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Fisher. Uh, 
Tysonsaurus2814 said Batman Arkham Origins. I think that game was received pretty well. Mad Max and Unravel. Um, interesting. Mad Max was kind of dumped on. I remember at the time. Hmm. Uh, Cole Hunley said, I think I put 100 plus hours into Yu-Gi-Oh! Duelists and Roses as a kid. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't have any experience with that, but I can imagine that's sort of like, you know, people that maybe hate on like a Pokemon game. Um, Ducky192 said, hmm, the newest ones would be Knack and The Order 1886. Did anybody here play Knack or The Order? No, no, that was no. before Bloodborne finally convinced me to actually buy a PS4. So as mm. far as I know, Knack could be a good game, but since it was the only reason to get a PS4 at that point, I didn't have one. So, I mm. don't know. Uh, yeah, same. I, uh, I remember reading a bunch of stuff about The Order. 18, uh, was it 1886 or 1866? I can't remember. Word title. 86 sounds right. Yeah. But I remember being excited for that title. Uh, I was really excited. I was reading a bunch of stuff on it. And then when it came out, it just got shit on. Like, it's such a short game and, uh, just didn't deliver on the expectations. And then I ended up never getting around to it. Hmm. And then I think it's just been kind of, thrown around as that game that just didn't live up to the expectations that it set for itself, unfortunately. Mm. And I, I kind of I wish I would have played it anyways, but I didn't. Well, that's the big, that right there is what I was just going to say. You never know. Like, you might have liked it. Like, the yeah. saddest thing about all these reviews, like, and I'll read the rest of their comment, is that a lot of viewers, I think, feel in, um, a pressure to maybe... Like, they enjoy a game more than, but, oh, man, a lot of critics are giving this, like, sixes. I don't want to be the one guy giving it a nine. So, uh, mm-hmm. maybe I'll drive it down like this. You know, I think there's a pressure. You don't want to be the one journalist that people don't respect. or. But I think that I wish there was a little more bravery in the industry. Like, if you can get better at just telling the world why you like something, I think the score is irrelevant. A, lot, a review is yeah. from your personal, your mind. So, if you can just get better at telling the world, I like this because of these mm-hmm. perks I have then that's all you need. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of one of the reasons we've shied away from scores since we've come back to the reviewing scene in that game, in that sense. Yeah. Like, because, I mean, like, I feel like we've probably talked a lot of people into games that we would have given sevens just because there's something really cool about them. And they're just yeah. interesting to try. Whereas, had we actually, you know, broken down and said seven, we would have talked those same people out of ever trying it. Um, yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. Like, I, how can you review a game like Deadly Premonition if you love it with all your heart, but you know it's a a six because you have to review it on these stupid things? Like, mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense. It do, like the number starts to become meaningless. We've talked about that yeah. before. But. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's where I'm at. Like, I feel like, I feel like if you're not actually listening to what the review has to say and you're just boiling it down to the number, it's, you're missing so much. Um, and I I understand the ease of use of just having that number there, but yeah, but I mean, that's, that's kind of the reason we've shied away from it. So, yep. Um, the rest of their comments said, 
that they reviewed, they did both those games freelance reviews and they enjoyed them both. Mm. Um, they ha- there have been more problems than most, well, sorry, they have more problems than most other games, but they were fundamentally sound. No broken bugs, glitches, etc. And had yeah. interesting premises, which we were just kind of talking Yeah, yeah. Those ducky 192. Kilted Gamer, this is a controversial one, says it has to be Star Wars Battlefront 2. For me, 68 on Metacritic, I have put plenty of hours into the game, and while it's panned as garbage by almost everyone. And see, this is the tricky thing I would say to Kilted Gamer. Much like No Man's Sky, the conversation became more about the lies, and yeah. with uh, Battlefront, it yeah. became more about yeah. the uh, yeah. microtransactions. Yeah, the, the number had to become a statement about how you felt about their shitty business, business practices exactly. than about the game exactly. itself. Yeah, and like, I, I totally get that. Um, yeah. And that's wrong. I don't think that's a fair thing to do. I don't think the game, I think we'd all agree conceptually, or maybe you don't, that the review score should not be a reflection of, even if it was one nasty element of the game. Um, well, that's, I don't know. I don't think that's, that's entirely fair to well, say. Yeah. Because, because that's such a big part of the game. Like, if, you, mm-hmm. if you're an online player and you want to play this game legitimately, but... Yeah. Because you're not paying like, oh, money. Oh, there's a bunch of to pay win. to win mechanics in here. Right. Then how are you going to have any fun? How is that mm-hmm. a good model of a game? It's not. And I think that yeah. score reflects that. Like, each game shouldn't be pay to win. They should, I mean, like, that, that should not be the bu- business model there. And unfortunately, it was for that yeah. game when it first we, released. And yeah, but I, mean, I think that score is accurate of that. But as an overall whole, yeah. The Battlefront 2 isn't just about the online play either. They they integrated some mm-hmm. story like material. It should also be based off of that. Yeah, and well and, and again, a lot of that's going to be based off of the community. Um because of the people who ended up sticking around with that game aren't going to be just pumping money into it, then you could end up with something that is balanced because you know, you you, you don't have those whales out there just sinking cash into this thing in order to be overpowered. So, I mean, a lot of that, it's... A lot of that initial review was just saying, this is a horrible business model, it could be completely broken, but again, it's not based off of what they're experiencing with the entire community being there, because all those reviews were done, you know, pre-release. Pre-release, um, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe, yeah, exactly. I guess what I was saying, thinking was like, maybe they were disappointed and they were going to give it like a 7.5, mm-hmm. but because of how disgusting the microtransactions are, maybe that psychologically dropped the 7.5 to like a 6 in their head because mm-hmm. they want to make a statement. I can't prove it. It's just a theory. No, no, no but that's, 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 that's completely reasonable at that point. Like, it's, if you're that turned off by some business practice of the people making it, then yeah, like it, it that makes sense. But yeah, like it, it doesn't give you the experience of someone who's actually going to sit down and play the game. So. Right. And that's, I think it's hard. I mean, just as a reviewer in general, not us just in general, uh, to sometimes separate that because if I, if I was to be like a hip hop artist, uh, reviewer and I was to sit down and rate all of Kanye West's albums, for example, easy target Uh. there. It'd be difficult because it's hard to remove the yeah. personality of the person from the artist and what he creates at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And for me, I like a lot yeah. of Kanye West music, <laughs> but it's it's difficult to say I like him because of 
you know, yeah. all of the ridiculous like, stuff he said. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's just one of many like, examples. I'm just not sure how this rates on a scale of, you know, you know, four out of five dragon energy. Like, right. <laughs> right. Exactly. And it's, it's sometimes it's difficult, I think, for us to separate that, you know? I, like, the, 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 the art from the artist. And that's... That's a whole other topic that we could discuss at a different time, like the art from the that artist. we did. We did. We did that oh, as a did. topic that of the show. True. We did. That is true. He we totally forgot. I guess it wasn't very memorable. No, I guess not. <laughs> guess not. But no. Um, that was the Louis C.K. episode, yeah. That's yeah. right, it was. I forgot about that. Yeah, you're right. Um, yeah, it just... Just something like that really is, is, is difficult as a reviewer to, like, you know, sit down, objectively play a game, and even if you know like some unfortunate circumstances are happening, whether it's Battlefront Two or it's No Man's Sky didn't living up to its promises that it initially set out for, which you know it's making up for now, um, or other games, you know, like those are the two that pop up in the top of my head. But you know, there are other games. There are plenty of other games out there with similar um, with similar situations. So. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not a job. Like I remember when we were doing reviews, and it just felt like those numbers felt so arbitrary. And I remember, like, if I were to give a myself a perfect example, Catherine was a game that maybe was better than the way I reviewed it back when we did mm-hmm. our old podcast. But because I I was you know having a difficult time with it, and I wasn't enjoying the actual puzzles, I was enjoying everything else, but the puzzles, I gave it a pretty low score. You know, uh, uh, objectively, that's or that's yeah. not objective at all, you know? Like, looking at yeah. a game, just basing it off one element you d- that you don't appreciate, and then just bringing yeah. the whole game down as a result. Well, yeah, I, I, on a similar note there, I feel like a lot of times, just as a podcast as a whole, if everyone else likes a game, and we're the only person that's not completely in love with it we'll tell you everything that's wrong with it because we're afraid otherwise you won't hear it i mean for example far cry 5 it's a completely solid run-of-the-mill open world game like there's nothing really horribly wrong with it but i told you about all its faults because morgan was you know completely ignoring the hideously deformed body that that dick was attached to he was sucking um <laughs> well, so, I mean, to be fair, I did say it was really rough around the edges in that first podcast. I was saying it. Yeah. Well, but, but I mean, like, uh, kind of the s- similar thing there. Just, like, really, the game is fine, I but I was going to tell you it was broken because I felt like some, otherwise you might not hear it. And I feel like a lot of reviews are that way. Like, y- y- you don't want to be the person giving it a horrible, horrible score, but a lot of times if you're not hearing what people are if you're not hearing the faults that you're seeing it in yourself, you'll put a lot more weight on those. Like, how is no one else noticing yeah, this? Yeah. That, that's, what I, that's what I was telling right. people with Octopack Traveler, because I've been getting a lot of shit for that. And it's about 50-50. A lot of people message me and say they agree or that I'm crazy. And I'm just like, there's nothing wrong with the game. But if I'm going to play a 50-hour RPG, I want a yeah. dialogue that works for me as a grown yeah. 31-year-old adult. Yeah, I need it's, adult it's, dialogue. It's interesting. You know? I've been... It's funny. Oh, I've I've looked into that I'm, a lot. That's surprised since you that you like it. Far Cry Five. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, Far Cry Five has excellent voice no, acting, incredible voice acting. Yeah, it's but we're, not, we're talking about dialogue, not voice acting. The, you know, anyway, but but it's from what uh, I've been reading. It's adult. From it's what adult. I've been reading, it be it's it's Sorry. really the translation that's ass in Octopath Traveler because everyone that I've I've been I've been looked into it a ton since you've mentioned that, and a lot of people who are playing it in the original Japanese have been enjoying it a lot more because the writing is fine. Mm. But the translation is like mid '90s level crap from everything I've been reading. Like it's just it's it's unbelievably awful. Com- you know, considering well, what they're, what they're tonal, working from. Like, yeah, I don't know. I just tell I just tell people like, look, I like my fantasy darker. Game of Thrones, The Witcher, Depravity is what I'm into. Um, the thing that the way Final Fantasy worked for me as a kid was because it was like so cool and that sounds like a horrible adjective but it was just cool you know what i mean like the, yeah. everything about final fantasy the characters the look it was just like the coolest of the coolest of the cool and i know people are like what kind of fucking description is that but it was because final fantasy wasn't yeah. really dark there wasn't people talking about like you know horrible molestation or anything like in game of thrones or like in the witcher or all these disgusting people you know getting murdered by their own babies their unborn babies and stuff there's nothing like that in in uh Final Fantasy, but it's a lot more interesting to me um, compared to Octopath Traveler. So, yeah. Also, I mean, there's, at, there's uh, really nothing as cool as Kate Sith. Nothing, nothing is cool. But it was aimed probably at more younger adults and a little more melodramatic, stylish. And Octopath seems a little more tame. Um, but that's something I'd really have to think about. I'm just saying this on the fly. I'd really have to analyze that opinion further um, if I wanted to, you know. Be able to expound on it. Is that the correct word? Expound. Just expound. Expound. Yes. Yes. That's exactly the word you're looking for. Expound. Expound. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna Google that now. Wait. I need to finish these first. Um, uh, Hakuna Matata said, "I'm loving Occupy Traveler, but a certain critic seems to hate it, and he winked at me. Me. I'm a critic now. I'm considered a critic. What have I become?" Ah. By the way, for the record, I just played the demo, and I hated the demo. So, I haven't played the actual game. Speaking of which, the demo does not exist anymore. I went on there and looked around as much as I could. There's no demo to be downloaded anymore. So, I am am waiting on Gamefly at this point. Like, there's... I think... Oh, no, I, I found out what happened there, Josh. The Switch does a weird thing. It happened to our friend who I just met, wrenched on the podcast. His name's He had the same problem. Turns out that the Switch automatically checks a box on the far left that restricts it from showing up. I'll show you how to do it after the show. Yeah, it's there, though. That's fucking weird. Like, that's, yeah. It is weird. We had a big, like, whole week-long thing where he was the only one who couldn't find it. I'll, I'll show you after the show. Um, Princess Zelda said Pokemon XD Gale of Darkness. That was a weird Pokemon game that came out on the GameCube. You remember that? Yeah. It was like a full-on, hmm. epic, like, Pokemon adventure. Yeah, Gale of Darkness. You should look it up. It was like a story. It was a Pokemon game with I don't a story. Know. Traditional- Gale does not really seem like the sort of person you'd expect darkness from. <laughs> she seems like she'd not have Gale. a you know, mildly entertaining story around the water cooler. But mm-hmm. darkness? I don't, I don't know. Gale? I don't expect that from Gale. Tammy, though. Tammy's got some darkness. Ta- Tammy? Tammy can tell you some shit. She's been through some <laughs> hard shit. Tammy's been through some hard shit. Yeah. Um, that's a blast from the past. I remember that game. And my biggest complaint with that game was I didn't have Pokemon music. 
I hated the music and drove mm-hmm. me crazy. Um, freaking Tony J, one of our new Patreon supporters, uh, said Metal Gear Solid Five. Sure, hmm. Konami ruined the end of it, but the gameplay in the first three, four. I think Metal Gear Solid Five was critically loved. I would guess. Ish. They would. They split it in two halves, which was just a bizarre choice. Oh, Ground Zeroes, you mean? Well, I don't. I don't know which one he's referring to, because there yeah, were two kinda... Metal Gear Solid Fives, like the first one being about three hours of story, and then just a bunch of nonsense, and then the second one essentially finishing that story, but not even requiring the first one as, yeah. as Phantom pa- requisite knowledge. Phantom Pain has a 90 Metacritic. Actually, so that's mm. like... Yeah, that's the second one. If you think that critics yeah. hated that game, I would say to Tony, they actually loved it. So maybe that will put your soul at ease, my friend. Hmm. Another for Clint's underscore parkour, Deadly Premonition. Um, Reaper41790 said Alienverse Predator 2010. Um, enjoyed the hell out of that game much more than Colonial Marines. <clears throat> uh, ooh, underscore the fiction said the Deadpool game. Uh, that's one of those where you get sucked into if you like the license. I never played it, <laughs> but I imagine if you like Deadpool enough, it's probably tolerable. Yeah. Um, a lot of people saying No Man's Sky. Uh, David IOB84. Um, ooh, EP underscore idiot box said Shadow of the Dam. The reason I'm reading so many comments this week is there's a lot of people mentioning games I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. Shadow of the Damned was one of them. That was that weird ass game from uh the dude that made Was that the guy that made uh, No More Heroes? Mm, was that, am I thinking I'd have to look that up. I don't even know offhand. That's that well, it, was a, it was like Resident Evil 4. It was like a it was a really weird Resident Evil 4. Like if he this this particular commenter described it as if Resident Evil 4 was designed by Robert Rodriguez. Um may Josh gonna look up the, the that was a weird game that not enough people play, but it was actually pretty cool and, and off kilter. Um let's see here. Look it up, Josh. Okay, he's gonna type it in so I can see it pop up on his well, face. I'm not, not getting it. I don't up. know if it's spelled oddly what or what. Is it coming? All right, and Duchess Gum Buns, Gummy Buns, Duchess Gummy Buns, and Assassin's Creed Unity. Ubisoft makes both beautiful games, and they don't get enough credit for how detailed their games are. I played it for months. Um, Unity was one that I actually heard a lot of good stuff about, but again, the fatigue on the Creed is strong. Yeah, like we'd played, what, 47 Assassin's Creed games by that time? So uh, Yeah, 48. Did any of us even play that one? I don't, I don't think I, I played no, Unity. I I'm sure the games are actually pretty good, but... To be yeah, honest, I stopped after Assassin's Creed 3. Um, I wanted to play Black Flag, and I just couldn't bring myself to play it. Yeah, yeah, that seemed right yeah. up Yeah, Black too. Flag is pie. actually really good just because it's different enough. Like, they have enough simulation stuff going on with the pirate ships and whatnot. But, like, whenever you get into the Assassin Creed-y parts, it's the same crap you've already done. And and they're like Caribbean ports and stuff. They're not even. There's no verticality to them. Like they're all like little stick built forts and stuff. Like there's all the Assassin's Creed type stuff in those games is horrible. It's like Ugh. the the ship combat is great though. Like the pirate stuff yeah. they added into it is so good that it lets it be an Assassin's Creed game you know in spite like it just 
like it 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 pulls the rest of that nonsense through. I'm telling you, when you see that from these developers, I mm-hmm. think it's because they want to make something else and they can't. Mm-hmm. They don't want to make an Assassin's Creed game. They want to make a fucking pirate game where you, <sighs> they want to yeah. make. You know, and it maybe? was so good. And, it was and, so good. Like the the actual ship combat in that game and everything, everything besides Assassin's Creed going on in that game is amazing. It's it's amazing, yeah. amazing. It's worth experiencing. But yeah, then you then you get into the story missions and it's like, why? Just why? Why is this here? Just allow these poor, Ugh. poor developers to make a good game. Um, Let them out of their prison. <laughs> Let them out of their little prisons. Um, that's a good segue. And I think I want to thank everyone for all the amazing comments. Uh, every like I said, every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram. And this is I got a comical segue to some of this, these polls and the No Man's Sky talk. Fish sent me this message. Um, and I feel like this is a great way to start this conversation, um, because, you know, Fish is my hero, okay? So Fish sent me this this week, and now he's really nervous. He's like, what are you talking about? This is Fish singing a song when he was in a good mood about, let's see if you guys noticed this song, okay? It's about No, no Man's Sky. Are you ready? It's a good one. <clears throat> Without further ado, if you support us on Patreon, you can get more secrets like this. I see skies are blue, rain planets too. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's let's try this again. This is too good. I see skies are blue, rain planets too, covered in water. I think that's a mermaid shark nibbling. Have my spacesuit, and I think to myself, what a wonderful procedurally generated world. Why didn't we all get that message? I was saving it. I was saving it for the heater. Uh, <laughs> Hold on. Gave me okay. quite a giggle. Did <laughs> you guys enjoy that? Uh, I did actually. I'm a little. I feel like that's now. what Louis Armstrong would have sounded like after like a pack of parliaments <laughs> as he's laying on his deathbed <laughs> at like 83. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like clearing the phlegm out of his throat. Mm-hmm. Oh god! And the mermaid shark is a very specific joke related to a, the first shark I found that had like a mermaid tail, which I know might be a little confusing. But Fish was sending that to me specifically um, after the first night. So, but overall, it was brilliant. Rhymed it with spacesuit with blue. He, he found it too. He found the rhyme there. He was like, "Skies are blue, alien mermaid shark nipping at my spacesuit." <laughs> he got it. Found it. Um, <laughs> Anyways, that's the first poll in the good segue. I asked people if they thought if they were surprised that No Man's Sky would be higher or lower than Sea of Thieves. But just as a nice segue, me and Fish, of course, have been playing uh, No Man's Sky next. You know uh, what? Peop- you know what? Sorry to interrupt you. I think we should use that. You should send that audio file to Josh, and that could be the closing theme. And Josh can put it to the actual song. Okay. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find uh, <laughs> just an instrumental version of it. Yeah, to, to yeah. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you could. Well, the issue is going to be timing. Like that tempo. Be anyway, I'll, it's I'll, it's I'll, Fish's timing it. is a little off, so I don't know if it would work with. Well, the music. I can I can clip Fish's timing. 
to fit it. Oh, that's true. That's true. Yeah. You can clip your fish to yeah. To make fit. me sound yeah, like a I've, professional. I've I've yeah I've worked I've worked some magic there. I don't know if you remember Shay's, you know, beat poetry free form jazz version of I'm sitting in this closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that or the or the say it with your chest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to be Fish's old tagline when he did the news. Back when Fish did the most lethargic news on the internet, mm-hmm. he would say it with his chest. Because <laughs> um, that's, we should, yeah. Anyways. We should ahead. pull Sorry. up some of those old audio files for the we Patreon. We should get them on the VIP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Reward those Patreon peeps. Um, but anyways, that's a good segue. Fish, you've been playing a lot of No Man's Sky with me for a couple days, so we're, we're a lot, our quota, we're a lot of, oh, the typhoon's coming in, I see it. Oh, Shay, your window, it's rattling. Uh, this is horrible news. Uh, oh, fuck, lose. I'm being taken oh, away no. by a current. Oh, oh, oh what no. a world, what a world. Oh. We are the typhoon's what taking Josh in Michigan, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Procedural generator world. We need to get that to uh, Sean Murray. We need to get it in his hands. So we should put that at the end of my interview that I did. My interview that will be releasing uh, soon. Just so he has to hear it. Uh, anyways, so yeah, me and Fish have been playing No Man's Sky next, uh, of course. And um, Fish, I'm curious to get your opinion because you have been sending. Fish sent me a text message today, guys, that I've been waiting to hear for the past two years of my life. Um, it was. Show me your dick. No, that's not what it said. We're way past that. Um, mm. Nobody sent me a. <laughs> God damn it! Shay, Shay just messaged me that he's gonna go to the bathroom. Okay, you're gonna miss some good depravity. Um, no, Fish sent me a message saying, you know, uh, I was up to the wee hours of the morning. I didn't even want to go to work or do any of my duties because I was playing No Man's Sky, and I was. You happy really to hear shouldn't that. hold that in. It's not good for your prostate. Whenever you're, mm. when there's a duty to be done, just do it, fish. Oh, the duties. I was mm. wondering where you're going with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but sometimes, you know, I like to just let it back up. And then, you know, once I do eventually sit down, yeah. I could just yeah. torpedo it down into the drain. <laughs> oh, really? Is that how it works? You suck it back up and somehow form it into a more cohesive cylinder hmm. that it can exit mm-hmm. quicker. Hmm. That's, that's the way to really make it satisfying. Like, if, if you don't have to raise yourself up off the seat so there's room for your own dump, it's just not, <laughs> it's just not all it could be. <laughs> if, if, if your family members don't have to yell through the door if everything's okay, it's not a good dump. No. You want concern. You want concern in your household. <laughs> yeah. um, Elvis died yeah, on the I, shitter. <laughs> Shay's gonna get back in. We're still gonna be talking about you taking a shit. That's the kind of high quality part. Sorry, we don't have time for shits today. Um, Speaking of shits. No, no, no. (laughs) That's a Shay segue. Uh, Speaking of uh, saving those shits back up for later. um, (laughs) No man's sky. Coming out two years later, No Man's Sky next. You're playing it on PC Fish. Free update because you already purchased oh, yeah. the game. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you been playing, Josh? Yeah. Play I've been, I have been waiting for this day one update for so long now. 
Yeah, for so long was. like <laughs> the day one patch i don't know what happened i don't know if it got lost somewhere but this day one patch was it, yeah it's, it's what yeah yeah what you miss that good you, job, miss, Josh. you miss that patch. Job, Josh. It kind of fucks up the game mm. the rest of the way through yeah <laughs> yeah it's what you, yeah. you need to be logged in whenever you start that game up for the first time that's that's yeah I will, right, we'll say, that I, I, I will say though, like if I could go back into the past when I first bought No Man's Sky and tell myself, "Hold on, don't do this, fish. Wait two years. You're gonna come out with a patch that'll make this game a complete version. You're not gonna really truly enjoy this game until this patch comes out." I would, I would go back into that fe- or that pass and tell myself and hold off and be able to buy this game for 25 bucks and have an awesome experience with this new patch that they dropped because it's it's a complete game at this point um it's it's almost like it's almost like it came out of early access if you want to compare it to like the gaming industry i would say where when it first came out, a lot of people were upset with what they were doing in that game as far as um, gameplay-wise, as you were just traveling from world to world. And some people enjoyed it, though, and that's fine. Like, I'm not knocking any people. Um, I put about 40 hours into that game as I was playing it, and um, while I did enjoy how relaxing and I enjoyed exploration in that game, like, the core gameplay loop of it was not necessarily catching me. And then as they came out with updates, like uh, I felt like they weren't substantial enough until next came out. And that's when I think they, they fully came around on this game and I could see why they wanted to give this. It's, it's almost like a, I described it as like coming out of early access, but it it almost feels like yeah, it's the it's their final version. It's the version that they originally set out to want to put out for the world to play. Yeah. Well, eh, more or less. I don't know. I'm still. I still feel like the original version of the game is as close to what it should have been as it was ever going to be, and they've just been kind of sidestepping around that since then. Like trying to. What was your uh, interesting? Yeah. What was your main issue with the uh, updates they did? I've, I've, it's been a long time since we talked about it. What was your, what was the bigger issue that you had with it? Me. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Um, my big issue, at least on PC, is that it took me five to ten minutes to figure out how the fuck to get to first person again. Like, it was not a simple button press just to be in first person again and that third person oh, was are you talking about next are you talking about next? next yes oh i oh. didn't even know you have even tried next i thought you were talking about the other stuff oh, oh yeah yeah um no like the original my original problem with it with it was was just that there was not a lot to do like it was you after you explored that first planet you'd seen every planet in that game um was my original problem with it like the game itself was fine other than that it's just the way the procedural generation worked originally was a mess like 
it just it was it was not really particularly interesting. The more you played, the more obvious it became that you were just seeing the same stuff over and over again. Um, yeah, I kind of agree with that. Like No Man's Sky has wiped the their they've they've changed their algorithms as far as their procedurally generation of all these planets and how they are formed and everything. And they've done that, I think, at least two times. Like, uh, the first time was kind of near, I think, their first update. And then uh, I haven't played it since uh, Atlas Rises, but I'd imagine that they did do something. And then Next came out, and a lot of people were finding that their bases was underground so so they definitely messed around with that algorithm knowing that it wasn't perfect mm -hmm. and up to, you know, their the consumer standards and they figured uh, Well the they, funny they thing is shit, I don't mean to interrupt it. you there. But the funny thing they did with that was when Atlas Rises came and they did the algorithm the first time, I don't know if they've changed it again, but I actually had one of my original um planets changed so much to the point of actually being a little bit bummed out. Not in a bad way, because they changed the game for the better. But they actually, because they re-rolled everything, if you had named a planet and went, and went back to it, it was different. So, like, I had named planets like the game promised I could and went back and they were different. And that was kind of weird. Yeah. Like, I went to a, back to a planet that had these cool sharks on it and they were just gone. It had a whole different... So, like, if you had planets that you had... It wasn't a big deal. I just moved on from it. But <clears throat> it was kind of funny that that was something that, you know... If you had discovered a planet, it was not safe from the algorithm. <laughs> everything was on the table to be changed. Yeah, uh, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so they they changed the algorithm a lot. Um third you know what's weird about next is yeah, I had the same problem, Josh. Like they don't tell you how to get out of the third person. Uh, and I you have to like go to the settings and then change the the view. It's like a permanent thing. It's not a button. It's weird. Yeah, exactly. Like I went into the like cuz I was on PC and so I immediately went into controls. All right, let's there are new buttons. Obviously, I'm in third person, so there's got to be a a camera button. There That's wasn't. Yeah, there's not a fucking camera no. button, <laughs> so I had to go no, like there's not no. it was like 20 minutes before I I I'd gone through so many menus before I finally found where to change from one camera view to the other. Um, it's like, it was funny that they threw you in that. Like they wanted you to just play it in third person for a while. I thought that was funny that they did. Yeah, that was, it was weird. it was odd. It was odd. Like I don't see why. Like there's literally no point to seeing your own character in that game. You're you're a non-entity in that game. It's just like it's just well, it makes no sense. Well, seeing your character just looks cool. I mean, I personally like first person, but. For, like, taking videos and screenshots and, like, I guess if you're playing multiplayer. I haven't tried the multiplayer yet, but I'm going to before the next show. But, mm -hmm. um, I guess, I think that stuff's fun. And, but I don't know how deep it goes other than just making a cool character. I, I think always making a character in any game is always a plus. I don't think it's ever going to be a negative, especially if the game has multiplayer, to be able to customize a character. It might not have the best, most deep implications in the world. I don't know how. I don't know how much you can change or whatever, but I don't really think it's ever a bad thing. I guess. I, don't, I just don't see what it adds. Like, I mean, I understand it needs to be there now <laughs> that there is multiplayer, but I don't see how it really adds anything. Like, you're, you're still... Like, it, it's still just a Minecraft clone. Like, just let you pick the skin at the beginning and be done with it. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, okay, I'm, pl I'm playing as Harry Potter, and this other guy is a creeper. Sure. 
okay, let's let's be done with it. Um, like other than well, that, who cares? Um, we, we're me and Josh are on both sides of the fence there, Fish. Where do you weigh in on this? Oh, for the customization. I, I mean, yeah, and yeah, it's it's. I mean, it doesn't really do much as far as like I've been playing that. I played that game for the first forty hours in first person, so like. When I loaded up my save, I was in first person, and I had the same trouble as Josh looking for the third person view. And then when I finally got it, um, I think no, I I found the the area where you can actually change, customize your character and everything. And I finally saw my mm-hmm. character, and I was like, all the different races. And I thought, wow, this is pretty cool that you can do this stuff. But I mean, I created my character, and I was done with it, and. Uh, they don't really give you that much options and I was thinking I was under the impression that maybe you can unlock uh, new aesthetics as far as like Mm -hmm. uh, different uh, suit pieces but some of their suit pieces actually are a little weird I guess Uh, like there's one that's like it's almost Uh. like fabric that you're wearing um, as pants it's almost like a medieval type of looking type of thing. <laughs> yeah. I, I was weirded out. I was like, eh, "How's this? Yeah, actually viable the whole aesthetic for of that space? game is bizarre as far as characters go. Like the the worlds mm-hmm. themselves are all fine. It's like okay, it's kind of really, really unbelievably glossy sci-fi. Sure, and then the characters are all Donkey Kong mode and 007. You're like, what's happening mm-hmm. here? Yeah. Um, they look for some of them. I I I think they look funny in a okay way, but there's some that look hilariously goofy. But you can make you can customize your own goofy ass looking alien character mm-hmm. if you want. Mm-hmm. I don't. know. I like that stuff. I do you are you playing in third person fish still, or did you go yes. back to first? Yeah. As soon as I found the button to change to third person, I decided to go ahead and just play the game. Wow. So you're playing in it third in third person. person. Okay. Yeah. It's oh. not too bad that yeah, there. There are some awkward like animations as far as like if your character is shooting straight down, he'll yeah kind of have like this weird unnatural type of pose that just doesn't mm-hmm. look like you should be able to do if you're pointing your mining beam down straight down from you. Um, yep. Where whereas yeah. like in first person, like shooting straight down, like it felt good, like you had total control of what was going on you almost imagine your character like just peering over the edge like mining a bunch of copper or something like sweeping the ground with your mining laser but in third person that that illusion's kind of taken away yeah you would not believe the amount of people that have messaged me about like how excited they are to be in third person, which I think is interesting. Hmm. Like I, I haven't used it a lot yet because I'm just so. I'm kind of yeah, like. Yeah, I mean the only um, the only plus is that in third person you realize what nonsense on the ground you're stuck on, whereas in first person you'll just be walking along and get stuck in some foliage, and have no clue why. And it's uh, it's nice to have a clue, why why exactly you're stuck on a completely flat surface now. Uh, you get you get stuck on things. Yeah, be a PC fairly or often. A bug or something. No, it I've just depends what sort of me. low foliage you've got, because you get stuck on shit all the time. If you've got like, depending on the size of the plants on your world, like if you've got small plants, huh. they're completely unnoticeable. They look like stuff you should walk through, and then you won't be able to. So it's I've it's, never it's really happen. just depending That's on the weird. size on the on the type of world you get. But anytime you get small plants, you'll get stuck on them all the time. 
because it looks like stuff you should just walk through and then you can't. So, and this was a PC bug or something. No, um, it's exactly what I just said it was. If you have no, small I'm, I'm plants, just saying on I, haven't, world. I haven't noticed that on Xbox, so yeah. I don't know. That's weird. Um, yeah. Watch out for the small plants. Um, but uh, what was I going to say? The weirdest thing that we and Fish are talking about today that it's odd is that they actually changed all the minerals and stuff, which is mm. weird. Like, it used to be you could just stop and, like, blow up plutonium if you wanted, like, to just, let's say it was like a red crystal sticking out of the ground. Yeah. And you could have fuel for your for your vehicle or whatever. Now it's like, for example, if you want to have fuel for your, your uh, spaceship, you have to get out and destroy this thing called hydrogen G, hydrogen D, which is a new like blue mineral. Then you have to destroy like rocks for this dust called ferrite dust. Then you have to combine those into a fuel packet that you then can store up a bunch of and put in your. So it's a lot more logical, but like more complicated. And it's, they've actually doubled down on the uh, survivalism mm-hmm. stuff. There's like a big refiner. It's the wood chipper joke from the beginning of the podcast. Yeah. Thinking, yeah. It's weird. It is. I, like, I noticed that because I. Whenever the first major patch came out, I played on survival just to kind of see how that worked, and it was fucking atrocious because it was just, like, I wanted it to be interesting, but it was just more inventory management, and then it seems like, like, this time with a new patch, I've started playing on normal again, and it's essentially all of that extra inventory stuff, but on normal now. Um, like you don't just pick up stuff, you pick up stuff and then you have to put it in a refinery in order to actually have the materials you need and use them Mm -hmm. that way. And it's, it's just, there's so much micromanaging just to get your ship to take off. Mm -hmm. Um, much longer, especially if you start from the beginning, did you start, if you start a fresh game, which is mm -hmm. what I did, you have to do all that tutorial stuff is, but um, the weird thing is, some people like fish seem to be getting really into that stuff. I assume it probably evens out a little bit. Like how far? Well, see, fish started his game that already existed, mm. so he just had like tons yeah. of stuff. Yeah, he was jealous. Yeah, of. yeah. <laughs> and that, that may be the way to go because, like, I started a new game just to kind of see what the experience was like, which is mostly positive. It seems like they've kind of smoothed out a lot of that uh, with a few disastrously odd choices in there as well like giving you a backstory like whenever you first get to your ship oh it says this is my ship and i crash landed here but i have no memory of it like don't tell me that like i like why like you were already pretty much a non-character to begin with why make me a non-character that happens to have amnesia like why the fuck would you do that like it's just well, you're going to find out, Josh, as you get farther It's so into horrible. Like, just, there's no story there. Stop trying to pretend there's a story. Like, as far as, as, far as the main character is concerned, you're a, not, you're, you're a vessel. Like, whenever they add characterization to a non-character, it just gets ridiculous. Well, they hired a writer, so there's a... I mean, I, <laughs> I, I, it's true. They did a um, writer. Um, a. I, I don't know. I, I I like the story, but I I played a lot of it. Um, yeah. So I like having sort of a weird mystical element to it. Well, I, like I'm fine um, with the overarching story. It's just the whenever they try to add characterization to a non-character that just does not work, as far as I'm concerned. You are the you are the character, Josh. It's all about you. 
then don't tell me what I am. Like, that's, that's where it gets fucking ridiculous. Like, that's... Yeah. Well, you'll see. Like, I can see, see what gonna... I see. Don't tell me what I'm seeing. Like, that's, that's stupid. That is, that is absolutely horrible storytelling. Mm-hmm. Like, seriously, if sensors. you get to the ship and you don't remember it, why tell me that I don't remember it? Obviously, I don't remember it. I just got there. I don't know what's going on. Don't tell me I don't know what's going on. Like, that's, that is well, they're, unbelievably they're you, dumb. Well, they're letting you know. They're trying to give you a semblance of who you were so that you have more of a, a reason to kind of find your bearings and track down what your story was, where you came from, where you're going. Like, and if you, if you don't know where you are, think of it this way, Josh, if you just showed up somewhere and you were like, uh, and no one told you like a basic idea, like, dude, your, your mind's all fucked up right now. This is kind of what's going on. Go here. We're getting, like, you would just be lost. So the general idea is if you put yourself in those shoes and uh, just kind of spin it out from there. But, um, point taken. Uh, so, Fish, what do you, what do you seem to be enjoying the most about, um, Next so far? Because you seem to be, uh, I will say this. You didn't play a lot of Atlas Rises, and most of the things you tell mm-hmm. me off the podcast that you like actually were in there. Um, but for a lot of people, yeah. like, in your position that haven't played it mm-hmm. in a couple years, you're getting all of it at once. So, right. like, what are you digging the most about it, I guess, right now? Is it just a combination uh, of everything? Is there one thing in particular? It's, it's more of a... Everything feels more cohesive, I would say. Like, having the Atlas Rises uh, story uh, being told, like, I loaded up my save, so I... And I played a little bit of Atlas Rises, but I probably put in about an hour, hour and a half into that story before I fell off of it. So Mm. I kind of picked up a little bit into it and remembered that I was searching after... um, I believe the character's name is Artemis. but I like the fact that there is a overarching story that you can kind of be pulled along, but not necessarily have to follow to progress in this game because you can essentially just move from galaxy to galaxy. And apparently, mm-hmm. um, if you do that, you you can still progress in that story, which I like. Um, so there's still that freedom of you know exploring galaxies at your leisure and doing some story if you feel like doing that um and like all seems like it's more of like a quality of life type of stuff that they've patched over the past two years or so that they've done but like everything now just feels less clunky than the original and Um, there's still that micromanaging type of stuff with like minerals and stuff with your inventory and everything, but that all feels alleviated because once you realize the recipe and what materials you need for certain, um, sorry, there's a fucking bug in my room. (laughs) Holy shit. Fish just flailed around the web camera. (laughs) No, but yeah, I, there's there's so many little things that they added, like having that refiner. Do you like the base uh, building? How do you feel about the base building? I, I never tried the base building when it first came out, but playing it uh, as part of the story, I guess. I guess it is part of the story, but um, doing that stuff is actually... Uh, I was going to try and bypass it, but I thought, you know what? I just need to do this right now so I can kind of get this out of the way and understand... Uh, what to do and I, I felt rewarded because 
uh, eventually you have to create a teleporter in your base and that thing is a fucking amazing as far as like quality of life in that game because you can literally teleport from your base on a planet to mm-hmm. a uh what do you call it uh space station space stations yes and sell off anything or pick up new missions boom, boom. yeah yeah so like that was pretty awesome not having to you know take off go into a hyperdrive towards the space station waste about five minutes flying over there um so stuff like that that they've added like is very interesting mm-hmm. i also noticed that they added this thing with your your visor. Whenever you scan stuff around, um, it, when you land on a planet, you can hit the scan button, and it'll show you different minerals around you in a certain radius of you. Um, but if you if you hold down your visor button and look through your visor, um, it'll go into first person, and you'll see these little icons, and they're little areas of interest. Um, and there'll be different ones. There'll be like a like a artifacts, little... salvage, copper. Yes, like yeah, you'd find buried stuff, buried treasure. Which I was buried like, treasure. Oh. Yeah, I, I was weirded out by that. I was like, what is that? So I just headed for that. And along the way, you know, you can mine stuff, and it, it kind of gives you a little gold. It, it they're like little mini goals to do um, yeah. as you're exploring the. Uh, planet because before before that they added that i don't know if it's new to next but um before they added that it like, is yeah yeah anyways yeah before they added that when i first played it at launch it was more of uh you would go to a planet mine a bunch of stuff see try yeah. and collect all the wildlife and then maybe scan all the uh fauna that was there but other than that it just felt like there was really no other reason to be there other than to explore that place, which is fine. I'm not knocking that. It, it was fun. But giving you like these little things of uh, int- points of interest that are rewarding as you explore the planet is a big plus for me because now I'm sitting at my home planet where I built my base and I'm actually just sit- going around and exploring all these points of interest. And I guess I got... I guess I got spoiled because my first buried treasure that I dug up, you have to use your ex, ex you have to, these little buried treasures, you, have, you run up to them and you have to use your excavation uh, mining tool and you dig mm-hmm. them up. And my first one that I got, it was a S ranked, I dug up a S rank uh, life support tank. And what? You can dig up ranked stuff? That's weird. Yes. Yes. Uh, And I was just like, holy shit. I immediately equipped it on my exosuit and like my health on the planet that I'm on, like it has severe storms that are super heated. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like uh, it'll knock down my uh, environmental protection and then it'll start, you know, chipping away at my health. Well, with that upgrade, like it slowly chipped away at my health once my protection went away i was like oh man i could survive this planet without really having to i could literally sit through a storm and not have to worry about it and let my uh my suit just recharge so um stuff like that is very rewarding i've i've also come across some blueprints as well from uh some 
damaged machinery that was sitting around just from all these little points of interest so like exploring these planets feel more rewarding to me um and of course you still can scan all the different uh creatures that are on the planet and uh see certain areas and of course mine but yeah that that's mainly been what i got addicted to it's that addictive kind of grindy feel to it but it's not necessarily a grind because you're going at your own leisure you're enjoying well, that's the, views. the biggest that's the biggest thing i don't mean to interrupt you i want to give josh josh has been waiting to respond i think uh, and then I was going to say something. Josh, it, I, I saw you. Fish was going on a tangent, which I, I like to hear. That's good. <laughs> when you're excited, you have a lot to say. Uh, Josh, there was something you wanted to say there before I chortled in, or were you just kind of... No, no, no. I, I enjoyed that as well. That was one of the changes from Next was, like you were saying, the buried treasure. And you don't... It used to be you just find treasures, which was kind of its own class of crap that you'd find that was worth a lot more but took up so much inventory space that you never wanted to pick it up because inventory yeah. space is at such a premium originally, but like it, it, was, it feels yeah. so much more worth it now. Like Anytime you find that stuff, it's just... It feels, it feels much more valuable. Like it, it, feels, it feels special whenever you find that sort of stuff, whereas before it was always just like, eh, no, I'd rather keep my stack of plutonium. Um, Anytime you found that sort of stuff before, um, so yeah, that that, that yeah, has because, been a really nice change. Yeah. yeah, that's the weird thing. I'm watching Fish try to catch a bee in his room on the webcam for our listeners. This is rather entertaining. I am really going to enjoy watching his entire upper body <laughs> swell up whenever this goes Did horribly wrong. We'll have to see if he ends up catching it. Uh, he's got his ass to us right now, but he's got a bottle. He's he's trying to capture it. He's going in. Uh, He's doing his own research. Uh, oh, uh, uh, oh, he freaked out. Not quite. He freaked out. You know, uh, it seems like he, he had could pick beat. something better than like a, a water bottle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like a standard twenty ounce <laughs> bottle for this job. It doesn't seem very safe. Or he didn't let it stay in the bottle very long before he moved it. He just had hmm. it like right on the tip, and then he started waving it around. Well, I want to talk some more about that when Fish gets back. So while we're waiting, I got a couple poles I'm going to slip in here so we don't waste time. How do you guys feel about water? Do you guys like the taste of water? Because I asked our listeners if they enjoyed water. Because I was thinking about the other day. I was like, hot. I was like, you know what? I fucking hate drinking water. It's so disgusting. Why does the basis of human life have to taste so goddamn boring? But 75% of our listeners said they like drinking water. Mm-hmm. What's going on, guys? Am I crazy here? Yeah, it you sounds are. like you need to buy yourself a water filter is what it sounds like. You probably have yeah, pretty much. just disgusting fucking city water there and think that's what water tastes like. And what you're really tasting is oh, you just lots of zinc and iron and fluoride. Wait a second. And water chlorine. doesn't taste like tetanus? Weird. Oh, that's strange. I always thought tetanus was a natural flavor of water. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Nothing? Okay. <laughs> if I had to guess, that would be um, it. Man, fuck. You probably just need cleaner water. Cause, man, I'm getting it. Yeah. I, I don't think it's bad. Like, when I'm really thirsty, I'll drink water. I guess my point is just that I wish Plain No Man's Sky made me think, like, why can't our basic juice that all life survives on just taste delicious? No, like, I mean, it does. Like, like uh, you, you need does. nice, good-tasting water, and keep it cold. Delicious? Like, buy, buy yourself a nice thermos. Like a, delicious? Though? Yeah, like, this that's is a, currently nice what I'm using right there. I got myself a nice Stanley, and 
I can fill this thing up overnight and it'll still be ice nice cold in the morning. Way. Is that water? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. Man. You guys are all drinking water? Yep. What is wrong with you? Yeah. I don't get it. Actually, but just, do you guys mine like, is empty already. I've already f- finished all my water from all right. All right. the beginning of the show. Well, I, I'll take that you as know a what loss. You could do, Morgan. And the old you know what you could do? Is that you could that get, lines like, up perfectly with little... the 75% we already have from your poll numbers. You could get... You could get one of those <laughs> sugar-free flavor <laughs> things, like those Mio things, and just flavor your mm-hmm. water. Yeah. Oh, I hate those too. Um, but that's <laughs> because they don't have sugar. Or, or Lacroix, carbonation. Oh, you know, dude, I fucking love yeah, Lacroix. Yeah. I hate. You need to get the good ones on too. That. Like Lacroix has become a thing. Mm-hmm. It's there's some. Thing. There's some nasty ass Lacroix out there. Like the maybe I got a bad some, one. There's, there's some. Yeah. The the peach and pear. I love both those things. Their their Jim peach and pear Lacroix is awful. It is unbelievably bad. I like it. I like it. It is horrible. I feel bad watering plants with that nonsense. Like that's <laughs> It is bad. Like You know um, what? I don't know what to tell you, Josh. Maybe you need to stop <laughs> eating shit all day cuz it's good. You know, actually, probably most people agree with you and don't like LaCroix or that flavor, but I like LaCroix, and honestly, Morgan, uh, in all seriousness, I think Josh is right. If you just got, like, a little filter that you put on on your faucet and drink water, you'd probably enjoy it more. Yeah, you might be right. I just, I guess I was just wishing that it was, like, you know, some weird magical, like, green or orange juice that sustained all life and it tasted like <laughs> oh you like want a Alan. potion yeah no like, I just like, want, like i wish we could walk outside just store. snap a mystical branch and you <laughs> just pour a weird glowing orange fluid into our mouth yeah i don't know like you could get a filter on your tap like really i i just i personally enjoy like a filtered pitcher that way i always have refrigerated water because as hot as it is around here during the summer, it's yeah. not super hot, but it's still it's it's hot considering no one up here has AC. It's just it's not a thing in Michigan. So having refrigerated water whenever I want it is really really nice. So oh, it's, it, mm-hmm. it, yeah, it, a nice filtered refreshing. pitcher, a nice filtered pitcher makes summer much more enjoyable up here. Yeah, agreed. You know what you could even do, well, Morgan, uh, is just drink lemonade. You yeah. know, I, Lemonade's pretty yeah, damn good, I, too. <laughs> yeah. As a substitute. It is, it is. Just, it's hard for me to stop drinking soda, but I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't, I don't want to stop drinking soda. I just want to switch it up a little because it's killing my pocketbook. So it's yeah. expensive. Yeah, so I just yeah. want things to mix yeah, not, in between. Not, let's not, let's not be worried about your teeth or your stomach lining. Or your uh-huh. gut flora and fauna. Let's not worry about any of that. Let's worry about your pocketbook. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not saying that Oreos and diet soda aren't going to kill me, but I'm just saying it's not my priority right now. Um, the next poll was a very pleasant one. It's inspired by fish. As soon as we finished the podcast yeah. last your week. Your family will be you well shot- taken care of once it kills you. Yeah. Yes. Yes, yeah, they will. I'm that's sh- that's any, the real any, priority. Any, Really, any <laughs> yeah, insurance or any man that comes <laughs> along after me will probably do a much better job um, at taking care of my family uh-huh. and pleasing my fiance. Uh, so let's put it this way: um, Fish sent me this 
<laughs> fish sent me this at last week, uh, unless it's fish, in which case she's going to think that it's a cruel jape. Um, so fish sent me this last week. He said, Hey, Morgan, the glass trailer is live. And apparently is at Comic-Con and all this stuff. And, um, which fish isn't supposed to be meets the M night Shyamalan trailers. That's not supposed to happen. So I figured I'd ask our audience, um, it's nice. I said, Hey, is it nice to see M night Shyamalan people being excited about his movies again? Uh, the glass trailer looked pretty great. And it came back 85% said yes, which is the weirdest thing about this week between no man's sky and M night Shyamalan being positive things in the news. It's like all the things that I've been fighting against for the past 10 years of my life are starting to turn around. Hmm. Pretty nice. Hmm. Lucky you. <laughs> or I don't know, maybe lucky. I don't have as many things to fight people about anymore, but I can I can live with that. Anyways, the uh the trailer looks pretty awesome, but um I was watching uh Conan talk to them at Comic-Con and it was just interesting. He was sitting there with Samuel L. Jackson and Samuel L. Jackson was talking about how he pulls up to fucking M. Night Shyamalan in the street. And he's like, "Hey, when are we going to make that fucking sequel?" Because it's just been like, he's been wanting to make the Unbreakable sequel for like 10 years. Um, they finally got a reason to do it. So I just hope that it's good. That's all I got to say. Uh, the trailer looks awesome, but I mean, and then Shyamalan, as far as like back into full form, he's not there yet. He's like, I'd say he's like 80% of the way, 75% of the way, if you've seen Split. Right, he's he's so, as there as I think he's going to get with his current streak. Like he really has finally started making entertainment again which is not really something you could call a lot of his movies there for a while did you get around to watching split yet josh have you seen i it? still haven't seen split i need to see that one uh, i need to well, need to get around so. get to see james mcavoy make all those cool uh personalities it's mm -hmm. pretty cool but it's cool singing that in a room in that trailer seeing samuel L. jackson bruce willis and of course james McAvoy. i never thought the unbreakable sequel would happen so i think that's cool but fish you sent me the trailer you want something? You got something to say about it, real quick? Yeah. You, oh, sorry. You know, no, it's good. When you mentioned that Conan interview, <laughs> I actually watched the same thing, and I think the coolest part, actually, that whole thing for me was seeing him, um, M Night Shyamalan, talk about how, you know, it's been 18 years since the first one released, and you know, just seeing seeing the actors come back together again, all three of uh, James Mc McAvoy. And uh, Bruce Willis and McAvoy, yeah, McAvoy, McAvoy. Sorry, and uh, um, Samuel L. Jackson all acting together in a scene. He said no one really saw it, but he got like really emotional just seeing that. And um, I think that's kind of cool. Like that that shows that he still has a passion for what he's doing, despite all like that period of going through all those negative reviews and stuff. He still has the passion there to be making that stuff. And that's really cool. I was, that's mm -hmm. good to see that he's still passionate about what he's doing at the end of the day. Yeah. 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 And that trailer is actually how I prefer a trailer for like a movie. They don't really show much of like what's going on in the story. It's just showing the different characters and uh, kind of giving them a backstory, almost like uh, a, a superhero. And that's kind of what, you know, uh, M. Night Shyamalan's going with this, um, which is interesting. And yeah, it, it just leaves, you know, the the power of your own imagination of how all this is going to come together with these three characters interacting. Um, 
So yeah, I, I'm very curious about you know Samuel L. Jackson's uh, Mr. Glass, his role in it, uh, how Bruce Willis, uh, the Unbreakable, um, how he's gonna play out, and with the guy from Split, I don't even know what's what's his name actually, his villain name or um, oh the actual name of the yeah because I know Glass and I, mean, I know David yeah. but I don't know I forgot. Yeah, they don't really. Yeah. I guess give him a name, but um, per- well, I don't want to ruin. I don't want to ruin it because Josh and I don't think Shay haven't seen Split yet, so I don't want to ruin. Oh, it. I haven't. That's not right. Yet. That's right. Oh, okay. yes. I haven't. Actually, I think I but, know. Can you believe that. But we haven't seen Split. But one thing we're not talking about is Samuel L. Jackson's purple trench coat looking thing in the trailer and still shots. Like his like actual evil uniform looking thing looks fucking awesome i want his haircut i love i love his haircut his haircut so i can't so they talk about that in the interview too i can't remember who the inspiration for the haircut was but yeah his haircut is awesome everything about it is awesome it's gonna be i think it's gonna be a i'm i'm really excited to finally have an excuse to wear my purple trench coat again (laughs) (laughs) that thing has been in the closet for far too long it really has it yeah. yeah Mm. <laughs> me too pimping ain't easy anymore is it Josh uh, I love class first name mister last name class that's all I got um, so yes it's cool to see the world turning around on that um, he's back he's coming back you guys need to watch Blit we can talk about it uh, uh, then they have a poll basically was saying is the story the most important part of the JRPG? It came back about 80% said yes. And the only reason I brought that up, we've already kind of talked about this, and, but if you guys have something to say, go for it. The reason I brought it up is because earlier, I told you guys how the story in Octopath was what was killing me. I can't go through the grind if I'm not invested in the story and the characters and the dialogue. It's just important. Like, I remember Final Fantasy VIII, not just because of the beautiful world, but we were joking about Squall and Seifer on the playground. You know, the characters matter. So, yeah. uh, and the story. So. Yeah. I don't know. I'm... I I'm I disagree with that kind of on semantic basis. Like I'm I'm more of a character type thing type of a type of a guy. Like I really think the characters mm-hmm. are important in there, but most of the stories are interchangeable. It's at least in the Final mm. Fantasy games, it's essentially some political strife that turns out to be the ultimate evil who wants to end all of existence is mm-hmm. really what's pulling the strings and like as far as the story is concerned at that point it's like okay all right never mind there's not really anything to be said here anymore but the characters are all still super memorable um and so after after coming to that realization i've, I've kind of come around on the story actually meaning anything at least a little bit um there are still some really good ones like the original nino kuni has got a great story um, uh, uh, the whole two worlds thing going on there. It's it, it's really really well done. Really great story, and then has some issues that kind of hold it back. And then actually, this year I've played all the way through Nino Kuni Two, which is great on like a systems level. Um, like it does so many interesting mini games and like crafting and different stuff going on. There's always something interesting you can do. 
and the characters mm-hmm. the characters again are all really interesting they're really good characters but the story is unbelievably unmemorable like it's just there's there's nothing going on with it but i've still i believe that i've still really enjoyed my time with it even even without yeah. a really interesting story there just cuz the characters are fun the gameplay is really fun um there's just there's tons of stuff to do in there that's all different and unique it's got um instead of like the first game which had have had a pokemon type of a collection system to the combat there where you'd like every monster you'd fight you'd be able to collect them as you know like a different kind of like a different job i guess is kind of the closest equivalent in a jrpg that in any way, um, whereas like the main character in the in the first one, you 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 controlled all these different monsters that you collected, um, but in this one, you're actually just controlling directly the characters, um, so it's much more like a standard RPG, which is yeah okay. It's just fine. It's the like the main battle system is just all right. It's just an action RPG. It's not anything really that special. But they, like I mentioned before, they add so much other there's there's depth in all the other systems that makes up for the relative shallowness of the main combat. Um, there are like RTS type fights that you can get into where you're commanding an army because in this one you are the Deposed prince who has decided to start a new kingdom instead of trying to take mm-hmm. back his own and, you know, bring peace to the world by starting this new kingdom that's making alliance with everyone else. And you're controlling armies as you go about it. And it's got a really interesting system that I've not seen anywhere else where you are playing as the commander and then you get four different armies that you can put around you and cycle them clockwise or counterclockwise by hitting the shoulder buttons to allow it to, you know, have different forces attacking the enemies at yeah. different times. And it's really, really interesting. Like, it's, it's, it's a really that, fun system yeah. that I've not seen anywhere else before. Um, That's what I'd heard. I'd actually read a lot about people enjoying, being disappointed with the story, but really enjoying the, yeah. the general combat and that weird strategy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that that's really fun, and they've got like some random base building stuff, but but, but yeah, like but it, even there, you like the characters though. Like, maybe the story's mm-hmm. not great, but even then, you still like the characters. Yeah, if, the characters if you didn't are like fun. The, characters, the the the, the systems are really what pulled me through though, because like just just in the last several months since the game came out, a lot of the time I would play that game while editing the show, so I'm just I'm listening just to the show, but playing the game in the background. Um, yeah, and it is so much fun just to sit down and play with those systems because it's it's something new. Um, but you can kind of just zone out and just relax with it, which I think is fun. Like I, I feel like I mean we mentioned this forever ago when we initially talked about No Man's Sky, but there is absolutely a place for games you can zone out to. Um, and this this I feel like this I feel like Nino Kuni Two is the sort of comfort JRPG that we haven't had in a while. Um, 
and yeah yeah i'm I'm kind of the same way josh like i love the characters in kingdom hearts but as far as like the story goes like it's very hard for me to follow because they want to like give you like the serious story and then all of a sudden it's like these action scenes and that's what's kind of driving the story along and then you're like getting like this weird backstory save tarzan Yeah, it's like a serious story, and they're like, "Oh, go save Tarzan for a little bit." No, 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 get back to the serious thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the, the yeah. I really all... feel like I'm not getting the symbolism that's supposed to be happening from this popsicle. What's what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, it's sea salt. But fish wouldn't characters fall into the same category though? Like, if you even if the story's not great, if you like the characters, mm-hmm. does that or or are those games the exception to the rule? Generally speaking, what would you say the most I important say, element I would for you say, fish is? Like mainly with like Square Enix, um, mm-hmm. and how they did how they how they develop their games. Like I look back on those games and I think of the characters immediately, and then I think of you know what was their main deal you know like each character mm-hmm. has their own thing own demons that they're fighting through or whatever usually uh in those games and like yeah i'll, I'll usually go straight to the characters and characters, their personality yeah, and you know they're as far as like their appearance goes and whatnot um and usually yeah I, then i'm drawn through their dialogue in the story um and i don't well, really maybe I don't really. You're fine. I, I should have. I, I think you're right. I should have said that. The thing. Go ahead, fish. I should have said. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we're actually discovering that characters might be more important to us than story. Yes. But some as, people as might consider characters. Sometimes in G- I feel like not not hundred percent of the time, but but a lot of the time, yeah. Yeah. At least to me. Yeah. I think that's all fair. I think pacing of an a JRPG. Not just the story itself, but the pacing of the story can be really big too. Because I remember, mm-hmm. I remember playing Final Fantasy VII when I was young. I couldn't have told you a single goddamn thing about that story except Cloud is good, uh, Sephiroth bad, Sephiroth doesn't like Mother but loves Mother, but is confused by Mother. That's it. That's pretty much all I could yeah. really tell you about that story. But the way the way the pacing was done when I was a child, it was perfect for me. You know, it it, yeah, it kept yeah. me emotionally invested into what happens with these characters don't you don't you worry sometimes yeah. that our world kind of fucked us over like because we have phones and stuff now and like everything's add kind of worried that like just sitting there with a slow ass like ps1 era rpg would be so much harder to enjoy nowadays especially if it's all text you know like it's eh. mm-hmm. i wonder about that i mean possibly i don't know i think there's still a place for it it's just uh I think a lot of it is going to be like like Shay was saying, just based on pacing, cool. like how well the, the it's weird... able to keep you invested in such a long story. Um, I Not mean, easy to do. It it isn't. It isn't. Like there are a lot of games where it's just burnout is a thing. That it, it is a real issue to overcome in order to get you through some of these games now. Um. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't hate Octopath Traveler. I don't hate it. I just think it's boring. That's all. <laughs> it's not bad. It's just dull. Oh, and does that weird thing with the voice acting that drives me crazy where they have like a voice actor read the text 
and they read it to like I read the text faster than the voice actors acting and it drives me crazy and then the voice actors also like oh like the guy will just be like what are you doing here I had no idea like what are you doing here I had no and I'm like oh, I can't do this yeah. I can't do this shit yeah. I don't um, know about this one in particular but in most of them you can change the text speed and like or you can turn off the audio if yeah. you want usually I don't mm-hmm. know if you can in I do that in persona because yeah I generally in order to kind of overcome that We'll just change the dialogue back to the original language. That way you're oh, not Japanese. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. again, like, idea. again, yeah. like I was saying, like apparently a lot of the writing issues are actually translation issues. And that would also solve your having the exact same thing relayed to you twice. So you could end up with, yeah. you know, better voice actors and, Again, like especially if you're getting the original intonation and everything else going on there, it may fix some of those issues with what exactly are they trying to even get across here? Because you'll, you know, get the original feel for it, if nothing else. Yeah. Uh, uh, last poll was uh, a, a doozy. This is, I should have done that. I did this way backwards, but it was basically, would you be willing to sacrifice your child to save the entire world? Uh, it's fucked up. I was, I was doing some research about The Last of Us without giving too much of, a, of that story away, and it got me thinking about this question. Um, and it came back: sixty percent of our audience said no, but I was still surprised that forty percent said yes. And I'm almost willing to bet a lot of those forty percent. If you're listening, I love you, but you probably don't have children, um, because it's hard for me to imagine any. <laughs> Shay, did you vote yes? I totally voted yes with my own account, and I made 40... The, that other 40% were all sock accounts. Oh. So, you, so you're sacrificing your potential unborn children that you don't have yet, so... Yeah, or maybe never will have. Yeah, I would... To- mm. I, I, in theory, I totally would. Interesting. Well, what's the rationale there? Because I, w- I would love to hear the perspective of a non-parent on this. The perspective? I'll give you the perspective instead. No, perspective. But, it might have sounded... Did I say respective? I thought it sounded okay. Maybe it was like... I'm just fucking... Lag. <laughs> might have been internet lag. It sounded like you lag. said respective. Yeah, it might have been the lag. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Anyways, no respect. No respect for your elderly. <laughs> um, no, no in all, ra- in all seriousness, um, if I was to look at it objectively, yeah, I, I guess I can't really speak to it because I don't have a child. But the, the the next best thing for me are my little brothers growing up. I almost felt like a third parent at times. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if I agree with myself. But, <laughs> <laughs> Would you sacrifice uh, your little brother, Shay? Yeah, I couldn't do it. I lied. All right, yeah. yeah I need to change my answer. I couldn't do it. Hmm. Deactivate yeah. those other 40 accounts. Fuck. Yeah, yeah, you're right. <laughs> Fuck, I couldn't sacrifice one of those guys for the rest of the world. Fuck the rest of the world. Yeah, you're right. I think that's like, the realization it, most people. But like in the logical sense, like if I was to like <laughs> remove all emotion from it, it's like, yeah, that is one person I care about, but I care about so many other people in the world too, like my father, my other brothers, uh you guys, I don't well, I'd sa- I wouldn't sacrifice one of my brothers for you guys, no offense. Um as I would hope you guys wouldn't sacrifice your children for me or anyone else, else of us, but yeah, like, my father and my little brothers are people I care about very much, um, 
And if I had to sacrifice one brother to save my father and three brothers, I would like to think in theory, from a logical standpoint, I would say yes, but I know emotion would dictate that 100%, and I don't think I could do it. Do it. I don't think I could sacrifice one brother to save the other three and my father and the other 7.6 billion people on this earth. I don't think I could do it. What What yeah. about... This can get a little dicey, but like, what if you could talk your child, tell them the the notion of their sacrifice of what it could do for the human race as a whole? And you're sick. What? How is that sick? Let (laughs) them have let them have a say in it. Essentially, Mm -hmm. no one. Let your eight year old decide if they want to die. At that point, yeah. At that point, why don't you just sacrifice yourself? Like, literally, it's not your choice. Why would you make it? And if you ever get into a spot where it is your choice, it's not really. Someone else has put you in that spot. So like, It's a hypothetical, yes. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, one of those, be- it's one of those things that literally there is no possible way where it could ever get to this spot. So, it, Well, I think yeah. the idea in The Last of Us was, minor spoilers, and I haven't played it, was that, w- let's say one living person holds the key to healing a race with some information that they have within their body or something like that, maybe a cure. So, but the process of getting that out of their body could kill them or severely hurt them. Um, Maybe even mess their brain up or something like that. Uh, Again, I haven't played the game, but my understanding was that there was something going on. Yeah, that's kind of... All right, I'm going to... We're in spoiler territories. We're already there whenever you ask the question. But anyway... um, the, the the weird thing going on with that one is that you are from the beginning of the game sacrificing someone. You just don't know it until you get to the mm. very end and then realize what you have been on this mission doing the whole time. And that's kind of yeah. what what you know, like you, that's 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 the whole gut punch is that the whole reason you've been on this journey is in order to you know you know, stick stick your friend in a juicer and let them yeah. use all their DNA to fix the rest of humanity. Um, and that's not even his daughter; it just becomes yeah. his daughter in a way. Um, but yeah, which which is a vastly so, different thing than again, again, especially in The Last of Us. Like this is again, this is someone who should be able to make that decision for themselves. Um, mm-hmm. Well, let me, let me phrase but, it this way yeah. for Shay. Shay, the world's overrun with zombies. One of your little brothers holds the cure, but in order to pull it out of his brain, he's going to die. But it'll cure the zombie infection of the entire world. Um, or let's say there's still some choice people like that are okay, like, you know, me and Josh and Fish and maybe a couple, of, but like 70 to 80% of the world is infected as crazy zombies. And it's getting worse. And one of your little brothers holds the key. Same result, though, right? Okay, I'm assuming. Oop. Oh, Shay left. I think he's... We lost Shay. Yeah. Typhoon got him. Yeah. He knew I was about to talk about No Man's Sky again, so he, he <laughs> left. <laughs> no, that's... You know what? He's dodging the question. I'm just, I'm just kidding. Um, but anyways, that's an interesting hypothetical. Fish, mm-hmm. we all... Your answer is what? Yes or no? I would not sacrifice my daughter. Okay, there you go. I'm sure, Josh probably agrees with that as well. I'd ask them. As, 
And it's up to them. Yeah. Mm. I guess I don't trust a yeah. kid to make that decision. Well, if how he, old are they? If they if they're above the age of eighteen, then that's different. Why eighteen? Well, that's you're still not as smart as an eighteen-year-old. It seems like an odd no, distinction to make. Cons consent. I guess I mean like I want. I feel like kids and even to a degree young adults are. Their judgment can be impaired. Mm -hmm. They're dumb, is what you're saying. No, 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 no that's no. absolutely Thanks. true. They're they're pretty pretty dumb but it's still their choice is the whole point exactly you're you're not there to say oh i'm gonna put this knife to your heart no it's them saying well if i want to save the human race i could do it by sacrificing myself when they can have like it's it's i'm not saying it's a not a big choice for them to have but let them have a choice in it and have a say and you know, let them go live in the rest of their life knowing, oh shit, I could have saved all these people. Now all these people are fucking dead. Is this really a wor world that I want to fucking live in where 90% of the pe human race is gone and we're living in this like yeah. desolate type of world? Like you gotta, you gotta let them at least have a choice in the, and a say in what the, is at stake there, you know, their life for, you know, potential millions of lives. So, I would, I would, I would agree with Josh as far as like, let them have it, let, let them have a say in it. But I, okay. I can, I can understand your worry about them not truly understanding. Uh, yeah, that's the significance of it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and and some people just want to play the here. I'm like, look, I don't know if I want to leave that choice in your hands, and if you leave it to me, the answer is going to be fuck no. Um. <laughs> um yeah so we're we're still recording you know things happen live shay got disconnected his skype's acting funky um but i think he's coming back he's coming in hot so uh well i just want to wrap this up here a little bit oh no shay's back um but we've been going for a long time uh and so there's a couple quick things i was going to say i want to do josh's list and then i want to wrap up the show oh shay's back are you with us shay okay he's back got the thumbs up i want to get to josh's list i want to wrap the show i got interrupted fish on by the way it was great hearing you and josh go back and forth about no man's sky interestingly enough did not say a lot um you've yeah, got the shout outs too so I, I i can just save my thoughts for next week for the sake of time i'm already getting messages from my wife saying it's 10 o'clock like well we got a late start um so i will i will hold my final thoughts on no man's sky for next week and then we got Patreon shoutouts, and I want to get to Josh's list of games. Josh was Nino Cooney too on that list by chance? Because no, did actually, go into um, I finished that game up several weeks ago, but it was right around the time we had all our guests start to show up, and so there was never really a good time to bring it up. But I, I feel like I managed to hit basically everything I wanted to say about Nino Cooney too during yeah, that snuck it in there. Yeah, JRPG talk. So, um. Uh, the yeah, it's been RPG. been a while since I finished that one. It's it was a nice I, experience I will, considering how little traction I feel like the game got whenever it first came out. So mm -hmm. I really enjoyed I my time say, with it. That's awesome. That's awesome to hear, actually. And I will say to put a bow on that conversation after talking with you all, I think I do agree that the characters can I remember the characters more than anything, you know? Mm. The over melodramatic plots. Um the gameplay even, I hate to say it, 
Like Final Fantasy IX had pretty basic ass gameplay, but you'll remember the characters and stuff. So music in a lot of cases. So I mean, it's situational. Like I remember the characters in Final Fantasy XV more than I remember even liking the story, even mm-hmm. though the premise was fine. Like you remember goofy ass Noctis and um, I don't know. That's kind of a weird exception, but I agree with you guys. So. Josh, your list here. So uh, this has been like some games you've been sort of playing over the past couple weeks that you wanted to kind of uh, dip in and out of. Well, yeah, yeah. I just I wanted to bring it up since we're a gaming podcast. That hasn't talked about video games in the last few years. Um. <laughs> whoa, uh, whoa. No, but <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. Like just in the last couple weeks, since there hasn't been anything. Big, I've been able to go back through my backlog and finally knock a bunch of stuff out. Um, I finally got around to playing Battle Chef Brigade from last year, which is a, uh, it's like a match three RPG puzzle game, which was, it was, it was like published by Adult Swim Games. It was, it's, it's a bizarre thing. That it even exists, but it is so yeah, good. It, yeah, it's so good. It's just it's just an amazingly fun game. For seems just, right up your alley. Yeah, it really it, it was chef. like it's it's really fun. Um, it's it's bizarre. It's it's like a is essentially it, your is it is it that game that's a match three type of thing or mm-hmm. it's oh, okay. it's 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 a match three game, but you are it's it's like a iron chef competition but you are a mm. battle chef so you have to fight and kill all your ingredients <laughs> as you're getting this competition like they'll have you'll get to the beginning of a competition and they'll have a theme ingredient that you need to have in your dish like we we want you know owl bears in this or we want dragons and you'll have to uh, like you'll have a time limit, you'll have to go kill these things and then cook them into a dish, and it's it's <laughs> it's so fun. Like it sounds like the dumbest premise ever, but it's it's really good. Um, and I, I, it's it's on pretty much everything at this point. So if it if that at all sounds interesting to you, I think it's worth picking up. Um, just for a just a fun little game. Um, yeah, it looked I liked it looked cute. It did. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, finally got a chance to play through that. I got a chance to play through Just Shapes and Beats, which is a rhythm bullet hell game. Which Just is, Shapes and Beats, okay. Yeah, it's it's really good. Like it's 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 pretty straightforward, you know, bullet hell game, but with all the everything coming at you is set to the beat. Um Hmm. Really good, really solid game. I've been, like been playing that Beat a bunch. Saber? <laughs> no, no, that it's that, that's that's a standard. That's essentially just Guitar Hero. Yeah, it it, is. it really is. Like Virtual this, this is guitar. like this. This is a shmup, more or less. Like it is, it is just bullets everywhere. But like everything that would spawn a bullet is set to the beat. Um, so they've got a lot of really cool stuff going on with that. Um, really fun. Um, good music. It's it's kind of electronic type stuff. So if that's not your thing, it's probably not gonna. That that is basically all the music going on there. Like there's you kind of gotta like the music to get yeah in the game yeah. Like there's that. a lot of electronic, a lot of dubstep, 
um, um, a lot of uh, um, chip tune that that style of music. So if that's not your thing, you're not really gonna be. I doubt. Well, I doubt you'll be turned around. But still, really, really solid. Um. Okay. So what's the that was a weird name? What was that one called again? Just shapes and beats. Just shapes and beats. And that one, that one just came out recently. It's only a couple weeks old at this point. Um, but that one has been really good. Um, I mentioned Overload briefly, but I still haven't played a lot of that one. But that was that Kickstarter from the guys who made Descent oh, yeah. forever ago. And I've, I've just briefly touched on it. And it essentially feels exactly like Descent did. Like, it feels like really? they've changed almost nothing. It feels exactly like the original game, but with, like, updated graphics and whatnot. Is so, that a horror game? Descent? No, 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 no. It's, it's like a completely first-person 3D shooter. Because you're playing oh, as... I'm like, thinking of Amnesia Dark yeah, Descent. Yeah, I think yeah, that's what I'm... Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's really good. It's got a lot of 90s stuff in there that I feel like they could have updated. Um which is odd, like, um, for example, uh, health is a big deal. Like, an, an individual enemy is not particularly dangerous, but your health carries through for the entire level, so you have mm. to be careful not to take any damage whenever you can avoid it, because you've got to make it through shit. this entire mm. level without taking enough Those damage over the whole crazy. thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a really old school type of a of a setup, but yeah, it's fun cuz man that's that's kind of what the original series was like, so it 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 still feels really true to that. It's faithful. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um so I've been enjoying that, still not very far in it. Just just played a little bit of that. Um and then another game that just came out here this Tuesday, this the the 24th here has been rough because uh no Man's Sky Next came out. There were patches for um, Overwatch with new characters from that. Um, patches for a few other things going on. And then another game that I just just played was Semblance, which is a puzzle platformer where you deform the world around you. Yeah, I've heard a lot about that one. Yeah, where you, you like anytime you jump into a wall or something, like, the wall will give and kind of deform as you hit it, which is a really, really cool concept. Um, yeah. So I yeah I played through that. So one. does it? So you can like fuck up the environment around you mm-hmm. in a way that makes it harder for you to um, progress. Sometimes or easier. Uh, well, not you can never really make it harder harder for you because there's a button that will allow you to, in a small radius around you, reset any walls that you've messed up mm-hmm. um, or floors or whatever else. Um, so you usually can't get in too much trouble, although there are, there are a few stages later on in the game where you can kind of screw yourself up and have to go back a little bit. But not, not, that's not really the big thing. But, um, yeah, it was... I saw the trailer for it and just the whole concept of being able to deform the world of a platformer around you was so cool that I immediately had to go out and buy the game. Um, and yeah, I just played through it. It's not a very long game. It's only a few hours. Um, 
And I don't know. Like, it's, it's all right. It, I don't feel like they quite got all the ideas that they could have out of the whole mechanic. It, mm. I don't know. It feels like it could have cooked a little bit longer, at least to me. But still, yeah. really cool and not like anything else I'd really seen. So, Like maybe they just had a semblance of the idea they were looking for? Just bring in the heat, Josh. <laughs> I had to. I had to see how long you just sit there with that one. Um, yeah, yeah. It's it's good. It's good. Like I I enjoyed my time with it. I just I kind of by the time the end of the game got around, I didn't really feel like it should have been the end of the game. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I yeah. felt I felt like there were more ideas there. Maybe there weren't, but it it felt to <laughs> me like they could have, you know pushed it a little bit farther and gotten some more interesting interesting levels out of the whole thing. But anyway. They, pro- they probably could have pushed it a lot farther. That's what she said. All right. Well, is that the whole... Uh, is that the? <laughs> mm-hmm. I wanted it so bad I had to set it up myself. Mm-hmm. Um, is that the whole list? Yeah, that's, that's the... Okay. As far as anything new. Like, I played a few Good other work. older Josh things. Down the... Like, I went back through Dark Souls because the remaster just came out. Uh, replayed all of that, which is still such an amazing game. But, uh, yeah, not really anything new to say about that. Fair enough. Well, that's pretty cool. All right, well, nice rundown there, Josh. I think this is a good segue for our Patreon shout-outs before we round up the show here. Now, again, if you support us on Patreon... Um, your financial contributions mean the world to us. Also, if you do our $5 tier, you can be a VIP, which is a very exclusive Instagram page only for the very special. And that's what these shout-outs are for. Um, if you donate 3 to $5 on our Instagram tier, you get a Patreon shout-out. And we try to have fun with it. So without further ado, we're going to hand this over to Shay and a one Anthony Fisher to uh, hand some love out. To our VIP supporters. Thank you. Thank you. I'm ready. I'm ready. Fish, are you ready? His body is ready. Si, senor. <laughs> si. Okay. Should, uh, I'm not going to do an accent. I was going to do an accent for the whole thing, but I would annoy the shit out of myself. Okay. We have landed on an alien planet, having run out of fuel. We exit our ship, and to our delight, There's breathable air. Hey, where's the babes? Um, I'm pretty sure our first goal is survival. Food, water, some supplies. No, I want babes, man. But fish. Green ones. We need. Or blue ones. Babes, motherfucker. (laughs) What babes? Well, alright. I guess we'll go look for babes. What about that alien there that looks like a mix of a snake, a giraffe, and three hobos sword fighting in a dumpster? Oh, yeah. That one's cute. You can have that one. (laughs) Thanks, man. I call that herd of babes. Those ones? The group of 12? Oh yeah, they're going to be my harem for as long as we are on this planet. 
Weird. That babe of yours just got into our ship and flew off with it. Looked like it had a Pop-Tart tramp stamp. Thanks a lot, fish. What are we gonna do? <laughs> Alright, so... That's it. That's the end of this story. It's a much shorter one, but I wanted to give each Patreon supporter a shout-out. So Cosmic Pop-Tart, Michelle, Lacuna, Tony, Ectological, Epidemic, Gilbeezy, Richmeister, George, Danny P, and Ryan Redman. Thank you all for supporting us and helping us make our <laughs> dreams come true. Holy shit, did you mix all their names into that story? Huh? Or was that just a story separate of their names, or were their names mixed in there somehow? No, they weren't. No, I wish they were oh, okay. all mixed in there. <laughs> I thought no. I was missing it. I was no, like, usually I do, but this one I okay. wanted to keep a little short because I figured that we were going to go long on this podcast, so I wanted to make it a shorter one. So I just figured I'd just shout well, out all their names out at the end. You were talking about the Pop Tart, and I was like, oh my god, did I miss it? Was he expertly <laughs> just mixing their names in there? I was like, oh my god. I went, I went no, to back I'm not to that. that crafty. Oh, I'm sure. No, I just figured I'd do the, do the Pop-Tart shout-out because, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> Cosmic Pop-Tart graciously donates the most amount of money, a substantial amount. So I figured that he would be the uh, alien who steals our spaceship and leaves us stranded. Oh, there we go. Hmm. There we go. You can be the <laughs> alien that steals our spaceship <laughs> if you go to patreon.com. <laughs> what a salesman. And... Uh, Help us out. Um, so yeah, and we so we had to cut a few things this week that we can carry over till next week, which is sometimes is a good problem to have. We have too much to talk about. Shay wants to talk a little Fallout Four, which some people like. I'll have my final thoughts on No yes. Man's Sky, and the quota will be done, um, and more. Um, but as we get to our just our roundup here, and um, I'm sure my fiance is waiting for me to get my kids so I can start getting her to bed. <laughs> we got a late start tonight. Um, inside for the for the listeners, we got a. A later start than normal, but um, we had the Far Cry finale on Twitch. So congratulations to Fish and Shay for finishing that up, sticking it out. Woo! Thank you. Taking it to John, John Seed. John Seed has been rooted from the valley. I, <laughs> I haven't watched it yet, but Fish told me I would hate the way you guys killed him. He was like, you're going to hate the way we did that. I'm like, okay. I, gotta I don't, watch I don't <laughs> think he's going to hate it. I don't think you're going to hate it. Oh, I think he is. Why? <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil it don't spoil it don't spoil it's, it it's a you you have to watch the video but yeah you can go watch it on our twitch and mm-hmm. it's still up when this goes live so oh yeah okay i know what you're talking about now yeah it is okay <laughs> i'm gonna it's good okay it's uh it's interesting it's interesting okay. it is weird that you actually do get a one-on-one standoff with him if i remember right he parachutes down into a sp- spot and you can yeah anyways um it definitely, a, I will say this, it was not the highlight of the stream, killing him. Okay. By mm-hmm. far, it, it was something that happened to Fish, completely unrelated mm-hmm. to any mission. That was, by and large, the best part. Yep. Did you get to see Joseph Seed have his big speech about his brother dying? Yeah, yeah we got that, we got sure. that, and um, that's where we ended it on. Uh, I love Joseph Seed. Um, all right, so we have Evoking the Sublime. It's a side podcast we have where you can listen to interviews. We have interviews up with what remains of Edith Finch creator um, Ian Dallas and one of the creative directors of Into the Breach. 
um, as well. So you don't miss that podcast. It's Evoking the Sublime. Search for it anywhere you can. We have some other cool news coming out next week as far as that goes. Uh, I've already hyped our Patreon page enough. Be a VIP. It's worth it. We have all sorts of cool future plans and episodes as we are heading and back end of summer and into fall, which, as you know, for video games is the onslaught. Um, so I want to thank everyone who left a comment every Thursday at Swordchomp on Instagram. You can chime in and we'll read your comment on the show. Hopefully, of course, we got the polls every Tuesday. They're growing and growing and they're just a lot of fun. This week we got kind of scattered because bee, uh, fish tried to kill a bee in the middle of talking about No Man's Sky. Then we started talking about water. Got a little crazy, but, you know, that's the fun of a of a live show you never know what's gonna happen so <laughs> how did that bee turn out fish was I, it a bee was it a wasp it was a cricket that was flying around which oh, oh god come on a cricket good god freaking what? out over a cricket behind you you were jumping around god. like it was a it spider landed on was... my head <laughs> we feared Big for baby. your life fish okay we did i i don't fear for my life i just get the heebie-jeebies okay Okay, that's so. No, that's almost like fearing for your life. So you you couldn't pick up a cricket and like put it on a fishing hook, like if you were in the wilderness and you wanted to just pick it up and put it on a hook. If I had to, I would, but I'm in a situation where I don't have to touch that thing, so I'm not gonna. You can try to catch it with your smart water bottle. (laughs) Smart water. What? (laughs) Um. Well. Fish uh, survived a cricket attack, so we're thankful he did. And um, Barely. This is a crazy show, but yeah, barely. We survived this podcast, just barely. So thanks for listening. We'll be back next week. Um, we almost had too much to talk about, and we didn't even have a guest. So thanks for checking out the show. We'll see you next week.